Hello and welcome to episode two of Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Hunter Smith. With me this week are the usual suspects, Austin Smith and Andrew Alderson. How's it going, guys? Um, we were supposed to have a special guest today, but we're not going to have one. So we will try to get him on next week. How disappointing! Which is uh, Ricky White, which is a friend of ours. Um, we just got back from Fear Itself Month 2 at the Dugout, which is my venue in Indianapolis. Um, we played 400 points sealed, uh, two Fear Itself boosters. Each, I let people use the Book of Skull and a maximum of two hammers on their team. And if they had Skadies hammer, they could use that instead of the one, one of the other two. So they had a choice out of three, but they could only play a maximum of two. The main reason I did that is because this was our first time using the Book of Skull. I'd say about half of our people hadn't, hadn't used it yet. And I wanted us to get used to how it works with just a couple hammers before it gets batshit insane, which is... Whenever you have five or six, seven or eight of those puppies on there, you you just get, you have a lot of things to keep up with. So I wanted people to get used to using it with one or two hammers before things got crazy. Um, we had a good turnout this week. Um, what did we have? Ten, ten people plus me. I set out so we wouldn't have a buy. Yeah. We had a couple players um, come that haven't been there before. Um, Jameson Gaucho King on the HD Realms um, came and did did really well. I think he got second. Or second or third, um, and we had a couple guys who hadn't played for a while show up too. So we had a good time. Uh, how did you do, Austin? Um, I went one two, uh, mostly because like the first two matches I went up against, uh, they they had teams that made it really hard for me to operate the way I had set up. I had built my team around the Hawkeye because the Hawkeye is a good solid range piece. Um, in this set where everyone's trying to charge in, having someone with 8 range and the ability to triple bolt end cap is ridiculous. So I was hoping to sit him back um, with Heimdall, of course, as we talked about last week. Heimdall will stop anyone that charges in. And that Iron Fist, once again, um, is a good tie-up piece. But uh, I ran into some stealth players. I ran up against two Draculas in a row as an SR. That was ridiculous. And that, that Dracula is just... It's, it's a monster. Don't know what you're talking about. But, uh... My last match, I actually had an opportunity to deal out some serious damage with that Hawkeye. Um, if your opponent isn't prepared for it, that triple bolt in cap is just brutal turn after turn. And if you're Austin and you can always roll six, then <laughs> yeah, that Hawkeye's D six roll after the in cap is pretty damn useful as well. What you? How'd you do, Drew? Went two and one. Uh, first game I played Austin. Uh, I don't described <laughs> described as before. It was a. Uh, it wasn't a beatdown, but it... It was a pretty good game. Um, running Heimdall away with phasing and giving him a hammer gave me a nice yeah, run for your money there. For yeah, he, he hit me for four, and I'm just, I was pretty sure it was about to get bad, but it did not. Uh, second match, Sin did some work today. Yeah, with Mox Hammer, Sin becomes pretty good. Sin's weird. pretty decent with Mox Hammer, and then you give her the plus one from the damage, and she's got a 14 attack all of a sudden, and... Dealing three, good solid three. What do you guys think of the Book of Skull? Do you like it? Or? Uh, I, I love it. I mean, like that's that's how I imagine a resource. It's something that it works for a team, but I like it because you can run it. Um, you don't just slap it on one figure, go to plus two, and tear it up. 
Or like with the gauntlet, you just sit in the back and run in circles. Right. With the book, you have to actually get out there. You have to do the work. You have to do the damage to build it up. The hammers are really cheap for what they do, though, um, on their own. But the fact it takes time to set up and all that stuff does make it a lot better. Yeah, the truth is you got to take a power action to even get the hammer on to your character. Still, and, right. And yeah. So if you don't get a hammer onto your character, it's just like a nice showpiece. Look at my Book of the Skull. I, Isn't it nice? I did get a nice, uh, I got a nice end cap one time with Hawkeye that completely screwed over my opponent's plans to drop hammers that turn. Because for those of you who don't know, if you don't pick up the hammer immediately when you drop it, it becomes a normal relic like it should be. And you have to roll for it. Yeah, so the next turn he would have to roll a 5 or 6 to pick it up if he had to wait. But because I incapped him, he had to wait a whole other turn after clearing just to drop the hammer, and it delayed massively. My thoughts on the Book of Skull, it, just like all other resources, it's entirely way too under-costed. But um, the main, my main complaint with the Infinity Gauntlet is it slows the game way down. Yeah. And it's all it is is literally 20 minutes of each of you sitting in your fucking starting area moving back and forth to to spin the gauntlet. And the belt is almost too fast. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I'm going to slow down my cussing. I, we got a lot of, well, not a lot of complaints, but yeah, yeah, we, had we had a couple people complaining and saying we cussed too much. And actually, we had a couple people saying we need to cuss some more. They liked it. <laughs> but, I don't understand. Sorry. So I'm going to try to rein in my, my language a little bit. But anyways... Um, I feel like the belt is almost too fast. Yeah. Well, you double it's, power action, and yeah. then you clear the next turn. With turn prep three. time, with prep time, it's just too easy to charge flurry somebody yeah, for man. a million damage. And the and also the book of skull affects your whole team pretty much. I mean, once we get to four, five, six yeah. hammers, it's affecting your whole team, and it's not overpowered. It's, it's basically the they have some ways to keep it in check yeah. because. Yeah, it's like you said, it's giving your characters good powers. It's pretty much all of them give charge. You know, one gives exploit, one gives running shot, one gives this, one gives that. It gives good powers. It's definitely way worth its points. But you have to have at least four characters to make the most of it because you can't double hammers till you hit four right. characters. Right, and, and you also, like, it gives you plus two attack. I mean, I, yeah, like I said, it's worth its points. It's the hammers, I think, that are under-costed. Right, it's the hammers that are what's under cost. Especially Skadies. Skadies hammer is ridiculous it's, for three points. Yeah. It's charge, exploit, toughness, plus two attack. That's uncalled for. On some characters that already have like that Iron Fist, super senses and combat reflexes, you give him toughness, you give him permanent charge, you give him permanent exploit on top of that, and it's ridiculous. Doesn't he have CCE too? Yeah, and, but you can't use that with So what I was yeah. I was losing my train of thought a minute ago. What I was going into is even though it's really good for its points it also has a couple things in place to keep it in check. Yeah. As far as one, one of those things I would say is that each turn you have to declare who's going to get the effects of the yeah. the book. It's not your whole entire team gets plus one attack that has hammers. It's only one character that has it. And also, you the other thing that keeps it in check is you're not spinning it automatically you have to every work turn. You have, you to, have to actually... Not only do you have to hit, you have to deal damage. And actually, I like the I like the way they set it up because the fact that you gain on doing damage and killing leads to some situations like my last game where I was specifically hunting down his weaker figures. He had some Thule Society priests. I killed them all first, that way I could throw the dial down real far before I took some big swings at his larger figures. 
And I, I like how that plays. It adds another layer of strategy to it all, and how are you going to, which figure you're going to give it to, who's going to be making the attack, all that stuff. There's just a lot of thought to it that I really enjoy compared to, say, Plus Two Flurry and Running Circles. Right. Another thing that I've seen uh, some people forget at other venues is when you, if your character has a hammer right now and they kill an opposing character, you get, you get to automatically extra, yeah. click it an extra three at the end of your turn, plus your D6 roll. So don't forget that. And don't forget that you have, like I said, you have to declare who's going to get the effects of your hammer this turn. You need to do that, you need to do that at the um, beginning of your turn. The book also rolls immediately once the damage, after the damage is dealt. Um, I, we haven't looked it over yet. Um, we were trying to figure out with Flurry, because it says when an opponent takes damage. So would that mean if you flurried and hit once, would you turn the book and then hit again? And then get the stat modifiers from the first turn? You have to read the Book of Skulls and see if it says after actions resolve. Like after it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. after damages. Um, we'll have to read the wording on it. It's possible, but I I don't know. I, it's um, possible. The, the other thing that, like, it didn't come up, it came up on Wednesday when I saw someone playing with it. Um, they have to be dropped five squares away from a starting area. Right. That's another thing that some people were forgetting that first night. Um, and it's exactly five out due to the wording on it. So it's technically within four you can't drop a hammer, but five onward. Right. That was tripping me up too because typically when they say something like that, they say within. Yeah, you can't So when it said five, I just assumed it meant within, but you actually can from five away. You just have to read the wording on that. Um, So that was our fear of self-teams. I didn't actually get to play. Like I said, I sat out. I initially had a... Team, really good. What I feel was a really good team if, pulled if this out. Is on the gay for Iron I had <laughs> I had two of the common Iron Fists that we all love so much. I pulled two of him. I had Tanneris, who I was excited about getting to try. He has a Psychic Blast, good range, four damage, and I was going to give him Mox Hammer and give him Running Shot. So in that in this set, Running Shot, Psychic yeah. Blast would have oh. been awesome. Oh my and, and then I had Rizo Kodo, and I was going to give the. Um, Scotty hammer and drop it on one of the iron fists so he would be able to charge an exploit, exploit and he ignores everything combo, so, yeah. combo. so I, I was like man I'm excited to play this team and then I ended up not even playing at all <laughs> that, so. that's another point back on the on the hammers I do like though they all kind of come with a, a, a movement attack of sorts which it allows you to take some figures that normally are really bad because they don't have a movement attack throw them a charge or running shot and it completely changes how they play so the question is, do you think with the later hammers they're going to modify different stats other than attack? I'm really hoping they do. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of hoping Absorbing Man's does something like defense. I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I think Absorbing Man's should give a, like defensive powers, like in, yeah. maybe Envil even. Well, like as we discussed earlier for the viewers, um, all the... Or Shape Change or something. Yeah, all the worthy characters have a hammer of blank power that's their trait and when they die they drop their hammer of course on the square if you have it um, that kind of gives you a preview of what their hammers are going to do like Kurth's allow Kurth's is uh, charge go through blocking go through blocking and stuff like that and then uh, Sky- Skates is, is a, exploit and she has on herself her figure she has a traded charge exploit yeah, so that yeah. makes sense that's what yeah. the hammer gives and so like if you look at like some of the other ones like Mock Mock is a Mock yeah. gives running shot plasticity for right. his um, so you can kind of look at them to get a preview of what's coming with the hammers. Um, one of the hammers I'm looking forward to seeing, actually, is whatever they do with the Tumas. Because I, I love the water-based stuff. It's going to be fun to see what kind of cool stuff you could throw 
At that point, I think they'd probably do something with movement. Anger's is scaring me, though, because Anger, as his hammer trait, has regen, steel energy. If if they give steel energy, that's ridiculous. If they give steel energy and charge on a hammer and plus two attack... You, you're not going to be gosh. able to kill Dracula. I mean, Drax already did strike we talked Drac. about last week. Anybody. You'll turn anybody <laughs> into Drac is the thing. Like. So, and also, I still have yet to pull a super rare from Fear <laughs> Itself, and I've now uh, bought how many boosts? Eight boosters, I think. So, basically, I did the math, and I should have pulled two super rares by now, but I've yet to pull one. You but basically bought a brick of Fear Itself. That's how my luck and, goes, though. And, that's nothing new. Um, Wednesday, Austin and I played at Game Preserve, and we talked about this last week. It was a thousand points. Um, pretty much anything goes except team yeah. bases and Col- vehicles. Uh, were allowed, no vehicles, no team bases. Um, we each played the teams that we said we were going to play last week. I played um, Onslaught with four Fantastic Four pieces, the SI-10 whatever, uh, Human Torch, the M10 thing from the the cheaper version that promotes into the other one. The Seuss Storm, the Invisible Woman from uh, Chaos War, the LE. And the go-to Mr. Fantastic, the SI-101 that has Double a perplex over. for your Fantastic Four pieces. Yeah. So what I was doing was um, sitting in my starting area with Onslaught and TKing the Fantastic Four round, letting them have some fun. And using TK was getting me power actions to spin my gauntlet. And then when they would get knocked down, I would just rush them in and use them as tie-up because they die and it heals Onslaught from the Fantastic Four team ability. <laughs> um, and so basically I could TK, I could do something with Onslaught every turn keep, because he has Colossal Stamina. Yeah. And it's spinning the gauntlet faster because I don't care about taking Colossal Stamina push because when my Fantastic Four dies, they heal him right back up. Yeah. Yep. It worked out really, really well. Um, I did what I always do. I felt kind of bad. Like, halfway through, I'm just kicking ass and doing really well, and then I'm like, this is too good. And like, I feel like a butthole, so I start, like, not using powers I should be using or not doing things to and the maximum. And then, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's a really close game, and I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going to, like, lose. I do that so much. I, yeah. I need, It's a problem that I need to stop doing. But um, I went 2-0, and and... and Swept both teams, but I still only got third place because we had like it was only two matches. There was so many people there. We had like twenty four people at least. We had to get another table to put out there for since we had so many players. It was pretty crazy. Um, we had excellent prizes. We had tons and oh, tons two of Teen full Titans. Teen Titans bricks, and one was Blackfire Prime, one was Superboy yeah. Prime. So the way that we've been doing it at Game Preserve is the same way we've been doing it at the dugout, where everybody pitches in five bucks. It all goes to boosters. We split them out and go ahead and open them up, and then first picks, second picks, third picks, blah blah blah. Snake drafted out, and there was a Superboy Prime in the prize pool. There was a Trigon. A Blackfire. There was a Blackfire. There was a Outlaws team base and an original Teen Titan, the old Teen Titans team base, and um, and some other small things. There were a bunch of super rares too. And I was like, "Ooh, I went two and zero and swept both teams. I might have a chance at getting that Superboy Prime." But I, like I said, I still only got that third. ten to twenty. That ten to twenty points. Was yeah, I was only missing like twenty points or like seventeen points or something. Someone undercosted their but team I, by like So I still points. didn't get it. But um, I went home with another Trigon, which is hilarious because. <laughs> 
when Teen Titans first came out, like I know Teen Titans is a set that most people weren't excited about at all, but I was super excited because I'm a really big Teen Titans fan, a, a DC fan overall, but especially especially Teen Titans. And so when the Super Boosters came out, um, I got a pretty good deal on them, and I bought nine total and pulled seven Trigons and two new Teen Titans. So, Hunter, I have a question for you. Would you say that... Uh, I just got rid of them. Your Super Boosters had you seeing red? My Super Boosters had me seeing red. <laughs> he was really mad. So I thought it was hilarious that the best option for me to choose on the, these prizes that week was a Trigon. I was like, I just can't get away from this guy. Mine was a Gordana. Hunter, Hunter Smith <laughs> just... He, there's something with every new thing that comes out. Wolverine the X-Men will come out and he'll want something, but he won't get it. You'll get new, I'm gonna new want, mutants every time. I, I'm going to want really bad purposefully put in my head that I want like the thing that I want the least. And then, what Gen 13 That is? way maybe I'll yeah, get a bunch. So then, yeah. I got to I got to reverse psychology my own psychology. <laughs> um he literally pulled like seven Trigons. It's funny because I love Trigon like as a character in the comics and He's everything. Really and I like that figure too. I still haven't got to use it yet, but I I don't need nine of them. So He's pretty good. Austin, how did you do? Um, my first match was really fun, actually. Um, Nemesis is a fun figure if you play to his strengths. Um, the problem is for 400 points, he has a pretty short dial because of his healing trait whenever he deals damage. And I got some good chances to Bioblast in lines and heal him up three, which was really nice. But what really hurt me my second game was I went up against a Spectre who multi-attacked and blasted me for like 14 damage right off the bat. That's um, Yeah, that, spec that Spectre's a monster, but that was the one thing that really messed with uh, Mimesis because if I don't have the opportunity to heal or build up my gauntlet, he's not as good. But I did hit, when I hit Ultimate Godhood, the one trick I got, and I, I think you said we are going to discuss this later, I got to pick a power and I picked Invincible in my first game, and it, it saved my ass like flat out. Like, pink powers, people forget you can pick those with standard. It helps a lot. Um, but it, it hit some fun parts because I started picking defensive powers, and he was such a high defense that my opponent was playing Pacific Rim robots and had a lot of trouble hitting me even with hammers on him from the Book of Skulls. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he had, like, 15 attack values and stuff like that towards the beginning, but as I got them whittled down to where they were, like, 12s and 13s, they're trying to hit, like, a 21, and I'm just healing up every time I hit somebody. And, like, if I KO'd somebody, I'd heal freaking three. It got it got absurd. Um, he was a great piece with the gauntlet. Um, some of the other pieces, though, got, got some nice shouts. That little 20, or that, he's not 20 points, that cheap gambit with Perplex and Stealth. He's, like, 50. Yeah, um, I got some good play out of him. I even got to attack with him once or twice with his energy explosion, which was useful. Um, that war, that con-exclusive war for 99 points was my favorite really Hulk. good. Still my favorite Hulk. Oh, no, the Hulk, the Hulk was good, too, but... Oh, you're talking the, about the Rider you got War. to play the Rider War. I thought you were talking about the Hulk. Yeah, the I got Hulk to play. War. I got to play Hulk too, but Hulk got blasted. Yeah, you borrowed time. that from somebody, didn't you? Yeah, I borrowed it from uh, Scott. Um, anytime someone takes damage, he gets plus one attack till your next turn. So I would bio beam with Nemesis, hit three people, and then Wars got pinned Psy with two bolts at eight range, and then I would freaking blast two people with him. Um, it, it was a fun. It was a fun team. I'd like to play it again, not against a Spectre. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. It was really, it was a fun event. I love big point um, yeah. matches. There's so much fun. I try to host one at the dugout one every three months where people can bring colossals or whatever they want, just go balls to the walls. Because overall, I usually make the the build 
limits where people can't play power stuff a whole lot. Like, we don't have house rules that say, like, no rel- no resources or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But usually I go from build to build, and I try to make about roughly half of our events are no resources, like figures only and ATAs and stuff like that. And then the other 50%, I let people use their resources or whatever. And then once every three months, I have a big uh, points game where people can play Colossals or vehicles or whatever the heck they want to play. So that way, you're not getting tired of playing yeah. the Beetle every freaking you know week, but you're also getting a chance to bust it out. You know, whenever basically you bring your power teams whenever everybody else brings yeah, their power and, teams. And, and I was gonna say you I, don't bring your Young Justice theme team to play against the JLI with the Beetle. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I, I really like that too because. Once in a while, you really do want to break out the resources and the colossals. Like, you own them, you put good money into them. Yeah. It's nice to be able to power game once in a while. Yep. But I don't want to go week after week and get thrown against 300-point meta teams. It's nice to have fun little builds. All right, that was what we played this week. Let's move into upcoming games um, coming up for us this week. Now, at Game Preserve Wednesday, Austin and I are not going this week because... They are giving out a four-day pass to Gen Con, which is awesome. Yeah, if you're listening, go yeah, there. If play. you guys are anywhere near the Indianapolis area, um, they're playing 300-point meta, or uh, sorry, 300-point, the same <laughs> rules as the world qualifiers at, yeah. at Gen Con. So basically meta teams. So bring your best 300-point team and come on down to Game Preserve uh, in Greenwood, Indiana. You yeah, Justice League. Bring out the Ghost Riders and the Justice League team and bases. The Scarlet Witches. The Scarlet Witches. <laughs> so many Scarlet Witches. Um, but they're giving out a four-day Gen Con pass. Austin and I aren't playing because we already have ours. And personally, I don't want to like even cause anybody a loss whenever yeah. they're playing. You know what I mean? I just don't like messing with anybody. Um, and it's it's nice to have a, a, a day off during the week anyways. It's not like we don't have plenty of crap to do. Mm-hmm. What team would you play, you think, if you were playing that 300-point 300 point okay, meditation. if I really wanted to get that um, that badge, I would probably be looking at a Heroes for Hire with Ghost Rider, but I think I'd probably shift from the standard deviation of the dual Scarlet Witch and try to do something with Brother Voodoo instead, because I know we've talked about that before, where that Brother Voodoo is just a really powerful piece. The problem is he's so expensive for 300 Yeah, I know. Um, for a 400 or something, like I'd really love to build around him. Oh, yeah. And that's what uh, someone gave that build on the thread or whatever um, for 600 points. Like, I built a nice little hero we will, for him. We'll get into that. Okay. Um, I would play what I call Poor Man's Mystical. Um, this is my meta team, and I, I honestly think this will be a Justice League team base. Maybe not nine times out of ten, but I feel like I would win the majority of of the matches now against regular other maybe heroes for hires teams i might lose but i feel like it's a decent counter for the for the justice league team base now the team that won at what was that tournament right before or, origins uh, origins was a ghost rider based team with scarlet Witch. it was a mystical team team but see my team i feel like is slightly better than that as far as playing against the justice league team base for one you don't have to shell out another 40 bucks for an extra scarlet witch for two, that hints why it's called poor man's, you know, mystical. For two, one of the big things about the Justice League team base is it's getting plus seven to map roll because it's steam team. And my team has five to map roll instead of the usual three or four that you're going to get from these Ghost Rider meta teams. So that gives me a lot better chance of 
actually winning the map roll and picking a map like Bizarro World or something that royally screws over well, team bases. In 300, would you have enough with... Go- what's Ghost Rider's keyword with Scarlet Witch that they share? Mystical. Would 4 be enough to hit... You're still going against plus 7. Yeah, no, I mean... You only need 3 in okay. 300. With Mystical? Yeah, because it's generic, but it's 300... From 0 to 300 points, you only need 2 named or 3 generic. Okay, gotcha. Um, but my team is Ghost Rider, of course, with the Heroes for Hire ATA, three Jinxes from Teen Titans, number seven, and one uh, Astral Doctor Strange on the A dial. And really, he's just in there to uh, help on the map roll. Um, the And then I'm going to have the Utility Belt on Ghost Rider with uh, uh, Full Belt. <clears throat> And the goal is the same as all the other Ghost Riders, which is prep time, plus two, flurry, mm-hmm. barrier him in. But the thing that this has over the Scarlet Witch team is the Scarlet Witch, A, depending on how you position and what the map is, you, sometimes you can only get one barrier between yourself and the Justice League team base. Or if you're lucky, you can get two. And then you have the two probs and the two perplexes. Well, my thinking is you don't really need the two perplexes for the Alpha Strike, because you're already plus twos from the belt on all your stats anyways. What you really could use is yet another prob and yet another barrier. So with Jinx, you can triple barrier in Ghost Rider, and there is literally physically nothing that the Justice League team base can do to get into your Ghost Rider. They can't go through three. Yeah, but that's all their actions. They only get three. At 300, they only get three, even if they're already up on you. They're shooting three times, and then and that takes all their time. I don't know much about Jinx's dial, but does she keep barrier prob for the first two clicks? She keeps yes. barrier prob for she keeps barrier three. for the first two. She has prob for all four. Yeah. Oh wow. Then yeah. So you could push her to second barrier without much of a loss. So you now have three probability controls, whereas the Justice League team base has one, and you're already at plus twos from prep time, and then you have your heroes for hire. So you're going to get your alpha strike, and they're not going to be able to touch Ghost Rider. Plus, you have a better chance of getting the map and playing a map that really screws over team bases or colossals or large base figures. I, I'm at least really interested. I really want to try it out. That's why I would play. Actually, can I change my mind and go for my Villains for Hire? Because the more I think about it, the more I realize I would really love to play a Villains for Hire team at 300 if I could find a good one um, with John Constantine and all that jazz. Um, Thursday, we or I at least will be playing at Fear Itself. I don't know if you're wanting to go or not. Um, Thursday to Comic Book University in Greenwood. We're playing at Rob's store for Fear Itself Month 2. He's been running two Fear Itself events a month. I don't know if he's going to... He, I don't think he's decided for sure if he's going to be able to keep doing that or if he's going to go down to one. But for now, for Month 2 at least, he's going to be playing... Uh, this will be the second one of this month. It's going to be sealed, of course. I think it's going to be one... Fear itself and one Spidey, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And we've already went over what we like. Sorry about that. We've already went over what we like for Fear Itself Sealed. Um, like we said, Iron Fist is probably the best. That hints why I was going to play two of them today if I did play. Um, what? Can we talk about what we hate the most from the set? That like we what don't want to play. What you don't want to play? Yeah. Because you know what figure I'm gonna say the one we talk about on the way home. Society the priest. Cool society priest. Yeah, that guy's garbage. Don't play him. If you have 20 points left on your team and he's the only person you can play, just throw him in the trash. Like, don't even <laughs> play it. He's not worth it. He he gave um, the few times I've seen him play that like he got any work done. 
He takes too much setup time to push down onto the prop. You have to push him twice before he gets onto his prop. And then, like, the only time I could see him being viable, and this is what we talked about earlier with the constructed team, is if you built a mastermind mystics team and you used his thing to copy mystics. Then you'd have a bunch of 20-point mystics running around three clicks. But not in sealed. But in sealed, he's just garbage. Because you're never going to be picking up relics in sealed, which negates the point of his attack power. And well, then, you will if you leave your hammer, if you drop a hammer, like Drew actually did. Oh, yeah, true. That, <laughs> that would be, but... Drew did that one time because he dropped a hammer but couldn't pick it up that turn, so then a Thule would have helped yeah. you plus one. But you had Sin on your team, which I did helped have you Sin too. Okay. as well. You usually don't want to run into that. Right. Um, but the other thing is, there, if at least in double FI, there aren't a lot of team abilities. True. Um, for Fear Itself, Spider-Man, I think you could see some good Mystics combos with him, but I'm really not... I'm not big on that piece. Actually, you know what? I feel like an idiot now because I just thought of something. And I actually, I think Ricky may have done it in month one. You um, play him with Colossus and you copy X-Men and then heal Colossus. Yeah, up. that's but what Ricky was He's doing. just awful, though. He's still, I mean, wild I don't card. Know what, points, that I wild guess, card is the only thing. I don't know what you're talking about, Hunter. I got him up to a nine attack with old cursed hammer. So You had to give him a hammer to get him to nine. But he charged through a car. That's so, all that matters. Anyways, Fear Itself sealed is Thursday. And then Saturday at the dugout, we're doing Magnificent Seven. If you don't know what that is, you can look at the Gen Con side events. <laughs> and the build rules for that is seven figures only, 1,000 points, modern age, must share a named keyword. And you cannot pay for anything that costs money. Costs cost money. Costs points. <laughs> On your figures, <laughs> so that means no ATAs and no, and no resources, relics, anything that you have to to pay p- points for. Um, and the team base rules for it are different too, because the team base only counts. Team bases players. only count as one figure. I actually emailed the guy running this event to ask him that specific question. I said, if you play a team base, does each person on? Because I was originally going to play Teen Titans with the with the old Teen Titans uh, team base. He said. The team base will only count as one figure for Torture Magnificent Seven. Um, and I said, well, since I'm paying five points per character to put them on the base, does that go against the, you know what I'm saying, our team base yeah. is even allowed? And he said, no, we won't. that's not going to be the case. So hopefully I don't show up there and then him change it, <laughs> him say it's different. But yeah. um, I'm playing... The Justice League team base for the first time ever. I already feel bad even just talking about it. I don't think I even want to go to Gen Con that <laughs> but, but it is Gen Con, and it is for a con exclusive, and I expect that event I'm to have a lot of people it. in it. I'm disowning it. And I'm not going to tell you the combo that I'm doing with it because I don't want anybody to try to counter it, but it's really stupid. And I'm sure it'll get brought up next week after you guys see how it goes. Um, so I'm playing Justice League. I would have played Justice League regardless whether the team base or not, just because, for one, they have a lot of options of high point figures. They have Superman, Wonder Woman. There's some Batmans that are pretty expensive. Um, and, like I said, I'm a DC fanboy. So, Austin, what are you playing? Um, well, I was going to actually say with the team base, the one thing to keep in mind with the Justice League is the fact that you can pop figures off, and people tend to forget this. Um, popping figures off of Justice League gets you a lot of good play out of some of those figures. That Green Lantern especially. Yeah. He's not that great on the base. He's a total powerhouse off of it, especially at a high point cost. Yeah, he doesn't give you much when he's yeah. on the base. He gives you Barrier and he's, TK. 
And it's the same thing with like Villains for Hire, which I play a lot. Villains for Hire's got a few figures that when they're on the base are kind of meh, like Cinder. But off the base, she can do penetrating poison to somebody against the mark. So what you do is you set up the base, then you pop her off. Oh, my gosh. And so there's a lot of fun stuff that people tend to overlook that lose you the most out of your team bases. But um, my, t- my team is not even right. Like, you, you might feel bad for Justice League team base, but I'm running three Iron Man, Iron Patriot duos. Um, there's no Highlander rule in effect. They're not Silver Ring. So I'm running three Iron Man, Iron Patriots and four Tony Starks from that set, which are 50-point enhanced outwitters that have Avengers initiative, so they can outwit people's stealth. Um, so I'm going to set them up, build a really nice range team, and just throw it all down range. Um, they, and those Iron Patriot, um, Iron Man figures have traded energy shield. They have traded energy shield. And they already shield, have high traded, defense anyway. Traded defend, traded energy shield, traded sharpshooter, but, and they can target people who are non-adjacent. A lot of imperv. A lot of imperv. Um, I'm not running them all full points. I'm running them at like 300, because 400 is really inefficient for them. They gain, like, two clicks or something of Imperv and, like, one defense or something like that that puts them at 19. But I'd rather take that extra 100 points, knock them down dial a little bit, and then use those points. Um, I think I'm also running an Iron Man War Machine instead of one of them. Um, it's it's going to be a fun range team. I'm going to hit some issues with Batman team ability. I already see that coming. Because I don't... Can you outwit stealth that's granted by Batman team ability? No. No. Yeah, that's what I thought. team ability. Yeah, so I'm going to hit some issues with which, that. Which you can I was going to say you could if you had the belt, but you can't use the belt. At, at least the Starks can shoot them because they ignore stealth. But. Yeah. See, that's another note is the defend. You get to give the cheap little Starks a really high defense. You actually played this team against me when I was playing. <laughs> In our last big points battle at the dugout, I had Thanos, Uatu... Taraxia and Mephisto because I was playing the same like the same characters who are in the Infinity Gauntlet story just to be just for fun for comic accuracy and I thought I was cute and used Uatu to block fire between Thanos and the Iron Man because they were just tearing me up and you thought you tied and, him up and yeah and I had him tied up, up with Taraxia <laughs> and then he's like oh I can ignore him and sharpshoot through Uatu and still hit Thanos and I'm like eh. This guy doesn't. This figure doesn't even play by the rules of the game. But uh, the one like, thing it's was ridiculous. I was also running those Killians, which I'm not going to have this time around, which really sucks because the Killians make adjacent characters ignore range or ignore uh, stealth. And they give Hydra too. And they give Hydra and they give Sharpshooter. So against Colossals, they're monsters. Yeah. Um, I run that. I run that Killian or the uh, um, the other one that cancels out ATAs on my uh, villains for hire team typically because there's a lot of good stuff you can do with them. Drew, any ideas what you're playing? Not a clue. <laughs> you don't have anything scheduled yet? Nope, I got ideas, though. So. Right. I ain't telling you. Well, we'll hear about it next, next week when we go over what You'll we play. All right, let's get into some news. Now, this week we don't have as much news as we had last week. There was a ton last week. It was a big week. Um, they spoiled Cyber from the upcoming X-Men set. Initially, when they showed them, they had the wrong... Like yeah. information on there, they had Lady Death Strikes stuff. The main on there. set Death Strike one. The main, yeah, the main set Death Strike. Um, Cyber, I have read uh, Wolverine Origin, so I'm familiar with the character, but he's not one that I particularly care about he's that much. Have you guys ever read anything with him? In I know. He's not. He's not a super popular character. He is a character that's never been clicked, so I definitely approve of that. Um, he has keywords Detective and Weapon X. He has Charge and Blades. The thing that kind of sets him apart is his defense power called Admanium Skin. 
he can use Envil. If he would take more than two damage from a single attack, he takes two damage instead. Now, that's a little confusing for some people, so I've been doing some reading up on this. What that means is, when it says if he would take more than two damage, taking damage is different It's different than dealing damage. Okay? So what this means is, if he would, let's say your Superman, Austin Superman hits my Cyber, and he's hitting me for five damage, Cyber would in, instead take, first of all, Superman is dealing five, Cyber's only going to have to take three because the Invul's going to kick in. Yeah. And then since the three is more than two, then I take two instead. So basically, unless you're getting hit for five or more, this power doesn't even help you. I do want to bring up a good point about this, though. If you read the wording on the power, if he gets exploited, which goes through the Invul, he's still... He's really still, right. He still takes two damage instead. So it it's kind of like Invincible Light, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking of it as. Um, they should have just gave him Invincible, honestly, to make him a little better. I like this. This is kind of cool. I don't, he's 124 points. Yeah, it's... Okay, he's so, not worth it. No, no, no willpower. I don't like him at all. Yeah, I would, I'll never play him. Just go ahead. He's, and he that. doesn't have Indom. He like his blades, claw fangs is kind of neat. But talk about tell us his special uh, uh, blades. When you blades, if you get a five or six, he instead deals four. But the person who gets blades uh, has minus two attack until your next turn. Which, that's useful too. But, but it's not 124 and he points. Does, yeah, useful. he starts with normal blades. Exactly. Drew just hit it on the head. He's not 124 points useful. He, I don't even like him in sealed, to be totally honest. I would you play would him never sealed. play this guy on a 300-point team. Ever. I just don't think I'd You'd play him. You'd play well. him like in a Weapon X that's theme about the team. <laughs> that's about the only time I see is a Weapon X theme team, and even then there'd be better choices. Like, I like him. I think they really overcost him. He's only a common, but... Um, I I don't know if they went too hard on the comic accuracy because I don't know the character well, but I, they could have thrown him in Dom. They could have thrown him something a little. Like he maybe could really use if he had him. I mean, if he is really made out of animantium, then give him in Dom. He's basically a robot. Yeah. You know, he's not going to get tired. But anyways, um, so on his defense power, if he's dealt five or more damage, then this helps him. Or if he's hit by um, exploit or penetrating, um, if he has dealt three, then he takes one, therefore your power doesn't kick in at all. You still take the one. Yeah. It's just basically invincible. Same with two. Yeah. So and the same with four. You're still going to take the same amount of damage. So there's another invincible. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, I'm glad because I'm. The main thing I love about him is that he's a character who hasn't been clicks yet. So, yeah, so I'm always for that. There's some. There's somebody out there who's a huge fan of Cyber. He was okay in the story I read with him, the Origins one shot, and then the the Wolverine Origins, but yeah, I'm sure there's somebody who really, really likes him. Um, they also announced, I doubt really anybody gives a crap about this, <laughs> but they announced the there's going to be a new booster for Tab App. Tab App Elite. Uh, Tab App Elite. Elite. Um, it's a Man of Steel pack. There's a Zod and a Superman. Um, they did not actually show any dials. The sculpts look pretty good for the Tab Apps, don't you guys think? I actually yeah. really like the Zod sculpts. Um, a lot of people really hate on the Tab App sculpts, the old sculpts. I don't know, honestly think they're that bad at no, all. I don't mind them at that all. That Iron Man looks like a special kid going out for Halloween. I mean, it's okay, though. Like, <laughs> we have how many Iron Man sculpts, you know? Like, I don't mind these 
weird looking one. Yeah, it's man. not that big a deal. It's fun. <laughs> so, have you guys ever played any of the tab apps? No, I've played, but I've against, played against them, and I've been torn up by them. Okay, yeah. I've played the first of all the Trinity are all freaking awesome. I've used them not a mil- not a lot, but that Wonder Woman at seventy five points may be my favorite Wonder Woman. She's way too efficient for seventy five points. The Batman has the trait where when he's next to elevated, he blocks line up like he gets the hand ATA basically. Nice. And then the Superman is really solid too. Um, I have the X Men tab apps, but I have yet to get a chance to play them. I've played with the Cap from the Avengers, and he is just ridiculous. That Thor is ridiculous. The Iron Man's okay. I've played against him and he's, not he's had any not trouble with him. He's not that hot really. Like I, when I was looking at his dial, when I was looking through like Iron Man figures, I wanted to run. Um, he's he's good for his points. He's just nothing like astounding. The Thor basically gets to hypersonic and psychic blast with his power, like the way it's that, worded. That Thor is he's really cool. Uh, the tab apps, like I like the figures. I feel like they're a little pushed, of course, to try to sell some more. But well, that goes without saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next thing they announced was the dynamic duo, oh, which buddy. Drew likes a whole lot. Now I'm a, we're both huge Batman fans. I hate. Uh, yeah, classic Batman as far as the TV show. I love that figure. I've only seen Pete's like terrible. It's absolutely horrible. I hate. I love that they're making a series out of it just because I get more Batman yeah, figures. Man, like two sets already. Yeah, but, but this I is can't have different. Honestly, you want to talk about the figure because you were excited when you first saw it. Uh, it's just it's a neat figure. Like okay, so they get this. Uh, they get this trait where if they make a close combat attack and get doubles from a three, four, five, or six, they're all criticals. <laughs> so basically, what else do they get? Oh, they're... The bat vehicle thing. When they start in your yeah. starting area, they can choose transporter, boot, wing, or dolphin, which why would you choose boot over wing ever anyways? They also anyways. Get, they also get... <laughs> move, do they get moving attack? Yeah, they get moving attack version of all of those. Yeah. Um, that's... That's at the beginning of your turn if they're in your your starting area. Um, I like the power. I was going to say, I, th- I think it's interesting. I like starting area triggered stuff. They keep it until they take damage. So at least that helps. Oh, they do? Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, It's not like, just for the turn that they move out. Um, I feel like that would be kind of fun to play with in regards to, like, you play them on 100, you build a team around them, and then uh, you use them to set everybody up in, like, a high place on, like, a certain map yeah. or something. There are 150 points, and they're just like... They have two two dials, 150 and 100. Yeah. Eight the, clicks for the 150, and one, two, three, four, five for the 100. You look oh. at their defense, and you're like, 15 defense? What the hell? Their and then you read their power. defense power. They're, if they're targeted by an attack, increase the dynamic duo's defense value by the attacker's printed damage value. It's it can't be countered or ignored. Yeah. But that's, mod, that's under the rule of three. Is it really? Yeah, it yeah. is. I double-checked. It does. Whenever a power says um, is increased, it's the same thing as modifying. So it can only go plus three, which still is good. The the only one that goes over three would be damage, and that's if it deals additional damage. Gotcha. And that's what criticals are worded. Um, their defense power, though, it, it's really good. On their second click, they also have super senses. We should note yeah. on that defense power. Um, but the can't be ignored. That means pulse wave won't go through this, won't it? Correct. And so the target's printed down. At least you, you can't have a high be outwitted. Pulse wave. Basically, it means can't be outwitted and it can't be pulse waved. 
Um. Also, their their attack ability is so damn flavorful and just like that describes the whole horrible Batman series just perfectly. They can use energy shield deflection, which, by the way, is a defense power on attack ability. Right, and note that they do not have the Batman ally symbol, so they, they don't, don't have stealth. So this gives them energy shield at least. When they miss with an attack, after all actions resolve, roll a d6 for each other adjacent opposing character in any order you choose. If the, on the first result of five or six, they may use the duo attack ability as a free action, but can only target that character. So they get a second duo attack against a second character if they hit a five six on them, but only one of them because the first one they hit it stops. Sculpt. I'm giving them a ten out of ten. Oh, dude, it's a beautiful. I sculpt. love the sculpt so much. It's them climbing up. Oh, I should know. If you guys want to see what we're seeing when we talk about these these spoilers, um, you can go to HeroClicks.com or sometimes we'll be talking about things that are on HCRealms.com. The spoilers we're going over today are pretty much all on HeroClicks.com on the front page still. Um, they have good keywords too. Batman Family, Detective, Gotham City, Martial Artist, Pilot, which is interesting, <laughs> and Police. I guess the Pilot, uh, pilot? from their trait called bat cycle bat yeah, copter yeah it's a defunct one i thought um it's one of the keywords they stopped putting on figures no they just started putting it when they started vehicles the oh, like the, the yeah. you know the blue beetle that gives the bug certain things he has pilot um oh, that that lady like, blackhawk she has pilot okay, which that makes sense because she is a pilot yeah. in the comics um speaking of lady at least it reminded me are we going to go over the uh lady death strike that was spoiled on twitter because we went over the x-men stuff they spoiled the main set lady death strike too Okay, we'll go over that at the end. Okay. Um, real quick about Dynamic Duo. At first, I liked them, and then the more I started looking at them, I, I probably won't ever play them. I don't. I think they're bad, because for one, they have Quake a lot. Yeah. But now look at their range, zero range. No. Okay. Now why do you have a Batman with zero range? That's a good question. Because and here's the funny thing. The quake is called, we've got to have room to throw our batterings when the crooks come in for the loot. They can't throw any goddamn batterings because they don't have any range. No batterings. And they have no willpower. They do not have willpower. They're, they do have four clicks of charge and outwit, but I don't know. I just, I don't think they're worth their points. They're not god-awful, they're not. Aw- they're not god but they're not good. They're 100 point dollars, only five clicks, too, which is yeah. kind of short for a 100 point I will dollar. definitely get them because of the sculpt, even just for that. It's and a fun piece, dude. I'm going to get every piece out of that set. That, this is a piece you play casually, you know? Right, right, right. Okay. Next piece of news was one that, like we said, we don't keep up with Star Trek a whole lot. But they spoiled a few pieces from this. And we'll kind of just go over the basics of each piece. We're not going to get into detail. Um, The first piece is a Scout 255, which looks like a big cube. It's a Borg cube. See, I don't know jack crap about Star Trek. It's a Borg piece, which is one of the, I guess you would say, factions. Yeah. Of Star Trek, especially this set. Yeah. Um, they, I'm kind of overall underwhelmed by this piece. It's 50 points, flying, six with two bolt, six range, two bolts, in cap on first click, and then after that, it get, it only has five clicks total. Its damage ability is, it can use prop control, but only to reroll an attack made in an attack against a ship marked with assimilation token. Um, it also gets plus one damage when targeting a ship with an assimilation token. Now, the way assimilation tokens work, that's the Borg team ability, 
When a ship using this team ability hits an opposing ship, place one assimilation token on the target. I would like to point out it's hits, so that means in cap and stuff like that does trigger. It right, you don't damage. have to deal damage, so in cap and anything like that, or even just if you're wanting to get more tokens on them. Now, the reason you want to get the tokens on them is because the Borg have things that combos, basically have combos. Well, and that's what I was going to bring up. Um, Paul got me looking at Star Trek last week. Um, he showed me a bunch of his pieces. I was looking through them. The one thing to take into account with these pieces is you have to compare them to other Star Trek pieces because they aren't actually Golden Age legal. Um, I believe they're limited only within Star Trek tactics sets. So you can't even play Star Trek pieces I don't, I don't in Golden so. Age? Um, don't quote me on that one, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, but they play, they have cool abilities. They play um, well together. The reason I like that Borg figure, though, is the way he's set up. Um, towards the top of his dial, he starts with end cap. So you can sit and build up a bunch of tokens on someone. Then he picks up the assimilation bonus down dial. So the powers don't even kick in until farther down. So, I mean, you're, it, it's an interesting piece. Like, it, it fits the flavor of, like, what the Borg do with their assimilation tokens and stuff like that. Um, and then it, it plays well with the other uh, Borg figure that we'll get to here in a minute, too. The next figure is Assimilator 84 which yep. is also a Borg figure. Um, this one, it's a, I think it's a little bit better than the Scout, personally. Um, it has Indom, 150 points, flight, and 7 range. Of course, everything in this set's pretty much going to have flight. I guess that goes without saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, its special movement power is Mind Control and Phasing Teleport. When it uses Mind Control, after actions resolve, Deal each hit target one penetrating damage for each assimilation token on it. And see, that's what I'd like to bring up. So it's really good. You play a bunch of those scouts because they're only 50 points. You in cap, and I think they start with like an 11. You sit Ten. in cap and, yeah, a 10 or 11, and you ping your opponent as they're coming in. And then when they get up close, all of a sudden, now you have this where they're now all... they get assimilated. Yeah, they're all covered in assimilation tokens, a giant stack over on their card... You mind control them once, use them to shoot their ally, and then boom, the figure's dead because it just took six penetrating damage. It's pretty sick nasty, bro. It also has outwit, but only to counter defensive powers. So, and it has a long dial, eight clicks for 150 points. Not bad. Solid um, attack values. It has energy explosion on almost all of its clicks, only with one bolt, but still. 11 attack energy explosion yeah. is just kind of nice. I mean, it's a fun piece um, for Not its bad. points and everything. It works out well. Um, it plays the plays to the aesthetic. USS Enterprise D. It, this is a Federation figure, which is the opposite of the board. Now, is, do you guys know is there only going to be two factions in this? Uh, this is, I believe, it's either the starter kit or a, it's, it's, a say, pre-built, it's a pre kit. It's number one hundred one. So yeah, I think it's a starter kit that comes with a, a Federation ship, another ship. And uh, Scout was one hundred three, and Assimilator was one hundred four. So they're probably all out of a starter set. Yeah. Um, the USS Enterprise is interesting. Its, its trait is planning a command in the collective. Um, when an opposing character within eight squares of Enterprise D would put an assimilation token on a ship, and after actions resolve, you roll a D6. If you hit a four to six, the opposing ship gets an action token. This ship is a raw blocker for the assimilation tokens because as they build up and keep stacking tokens, they themselves will have to take action tokens. Which it, it honestly, it's it's a wrench in the gears. Like if you're playing a Borg team and you see this sitting across the table, it, it's the kind of thing where you'd want to get up and walk away. Yeah. Um, it, it's attack abilities, you only defeat them by letting them go. Once per game, you choose a keyword possessed by an opposing ship. 
When targeting opposing ships with that keyboard, or keyboard, keyword, you modify uh, the USS Enterprise D's attack value by one. If the chosen keyword is Borg, you roll a D6 when an attack hits, and on five to six, it deals penetrating instead. Very nice. So you have a 33% chance to penetrate every single shot against Borg ships if that's your chosen target. Very nice. Um, and the Federation team ability is a cool one. It's one I'd actually like to see over in the normal heroes, and that's one thing I do like about these sets is they have some really interesting team abilities. And it's when a ship using this team ability is attacked by a ship that already has one or more action tokens, you give the ship plus one defense. It's very, very good. Yeah. it's Especially considering this starts with an 18 defense with toughness. So. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's the... And that team ability would be really cool on, like, Marvel or DC because you have Colossals that are using Colossal Stam. You get a defense against um, any character with willpower, stuff like that. Drew, you want to talk about the last piece? I guess... If you can figure out how to pronounce that Agla Razik. There you go. I guess. Uh-huh. Pretty, that's better than my guess. It's got a trade. I think it's 75 points. It's got Indom, so 7 range. Not terrible. I mean... 75 point Indom's not bad. Yeah. What's when the trade? When Agla Razik makes a ranged combat attack targeting a ship marked with an action token, modify its damage value plus 1. So, is this... Basically, is this a faction? This guy's kind of like the Han Solo of the, like he's a rogue. I, I'm not really sure. I have no I'm thinking, idea. I mean, they don't have a team ability, so they're not part of a team. The keyword is K is Kazan Kazan, which is a different. Um, it's probably different right. keyword. You're right, different than that. But what yeah. I don't I don't know enough about the flavor and stuff. But I was going to say the other thing is there's a few ships that started out without team abilities for their faction. And then when they finally added the faction to the game, they got team. The Star Trek, yeah, but this is new and it's coming out in the same set. Yeah, with these, true. The I Star mean, Trek universe is just um, so big, and there's so many obviously different... they're trying. But I mean, obviously it's not either Borg or yeah. Enterprise because yeah. it, it would have had the keyword and the team ability. The interesting thing I'd like to bring up about this piece, though, is he has in cap. So you in cap an opponent, and then the second turn you shoot them to oh, deal. Yeah. Uh, to get plus one damage. It's pretty cute stuff. Or you can combo or them you, with other in-cap pieces. Or you combo them with those, um, the mind control, the board yeah. pieces. So that's why, that's why I'm saying I'm thinking that it could work with either faction. I mean, of course, you're not going to get the theme, but um, yeah. you're with any faction. Just, just overall, I like the starter set. Um, as I said, I had only just recently started talking about the tactics sets. Um, this starter set has some cool pieces. It's got some flavorful pieces, and it makes me want to try to play this and check out the stuff. I don't know crap about these guys, but overall, I think the USS Enterprise is the best one out of the, for the for the points. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a starter set figure, though, so there's yeah. got to be one that's. All right, and we're going to talk about Lady Deathstrike from the main set, which is spoiled on Twitter. We can't see it too big. Oh my gosh! As far as the picture, but the main set piece is 76 points. It ignores hindering on movement. It has no indom. I think the the gravity feed had indom. I think. Yep. Yep. Um, its attack ability is can Lady Deathstrike can use blades. Give Lady Deathstrike a close combat action and target every adjacent opposing character. If she hits, she must use blades. Divides the damage dealt among the hit targets and then increases the damage dealt to each hit target by one. So, so if you crit, that's two more damage to everyone around you. Well, to keep it simple, let's say you roll a... You attack three figures. Let's say you get a good chance. You charge in. You hit three. And you roll a... What? Let's say Six. four. You deal one... You dish... Okay. One to this guy with toughness. One to this guy with uh, energy shield. And two to this guy with toughness. Or with invul. Then you get to increase it one on each. So the Envil guy's still going to have to take one damage. The Toughness guy's going to take two damage. 
and the other yeah. guy's going to take two damage. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, of course, like we said, it's going to get better with however many people you can hit, but yeah. that's pretty dang good. And then, like Austin said, if you roll a, a crit with a six, that's an you're ridiculous. You're getting pretty ridiculous. Um, her keywords are kind of weird, too. What are... I think she's Brotherhood, Mar- Martial Artist, Reavers, and Robot. I love Brotherhood pieces. I, I don't know much about Reavers, but I, that's not a keyword I've seen commonly. It... I have seen... First of all, I think they have an ATA. Do they? For one, yeah. Because I just printed out our ATAs for Gen Con, and I, re- I seem to remember seeing a Reaver ATA. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Oh, Great Lakes Avengers has a, have an ATA. Good point. They have a pretty dang good ATA. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yep, here it is. A Reaver's. Uh, eight points. When a character using this TA has two action tokens, it can be given a non-free action. If you do after actions resolve, deal the character one and do not. So basically it gives it masters. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Masters, masters of, of evil. evil. Which, that's not for bad. For eight points, her. that's pretty good. Um, it also depends on how her, her dial doesn't look like it shifts too much. She gets sidestep after she loses her charge. She picks up invul instead of toughness. She keeps the blade. She has blade either her special blades or blades, her whole dial. No, so I, I like, I mean, for 76 points, I like her. She's yeah. got seven clicks, and she can do... 300 points sealed secondary attacker. I'd pick yeah, I'd yeah, take her. Oh, man, then sealed. She can do some, they're going to they're gonna do some damage she, to her, but she I'm glad to see that a character that I like that doesn't have any clicks has turned out this good, you know, both With versions. two really solid figures. Yeah, two solid versions, so happy about that. All right, that's enough freaking news. Actually, let's go into some other let's say semi-news things real quick. We got some info on Invincible Iron Man. Or maybe not just info, maybe it, just it's pictures. A solic- it's a solicit. Um, this is this is the set, those of you who know me, I'm a huge Iron Man fan. It's his baby. This, this is the set I've been waiting for for almost a year, ever since they announced it. Um, I was really worried they were going to do another Super Booster set. And they announced um, with a solicit at uh, San Diego Comic-Con that the set is actually going to have relics in each, or not in each booster, but in the boosters. And the relics are going to be the Ten Rings of the Mandarin. So, um, it, those of you who read the Invincible Iron Man storyline, towards the end of it, it starts um, it starts revolving around the Mandarin and his super villain team he builds together. And they reboot a lot of rogues. Um, I'm really excited for this set. There's a lot of potential for figures that have been unclicked. I, I know people groan when they saw it, they're like, ugh, another Iron Man, we've got 11 of these already. But Iron Man as a figure, sure, we've got him a ton. We've only got, what, two, three War Machines maybe, not counting the movie one. Um, and that's through all of history. The hot marquee. There's there's a few, but not a ton. Yeah, and then, like, not. most of his rogues, like, have never been clicked. Like, his major ones, yeah, but, like, we're, we're still waiting on a modern whiplash. We're waiting on um, a lot of figures like that. But the solicit shows Detroit Steel. It shows Rescue. Nice. It shows uh, Absorbing Man, which will be nice for the Fear Itself one, so you'll have someone to revert to. There's um, Grey Gargoyle in there, so I don't have to revert to uh, there's a, there, People are talking about whether there will be a Grey Gargoyle in there for modern revert. Nice. Um, Trevor, what else it showed? Dread Knight. Uh, yeah, they, they already showed the dread. The OP kit will... Now, this isn't totally confirmed yet, but the OP kit will have three copies each of three different figures, which, thank you, we were just complaining about that last week, that yeah. we don't get enough support. Um, three special objects, and it says three 3D object displays. Now, that, I'm not um, totally sure. Oh, what that you know means. what? Hold on, where is that? Nine limited edition, three 3G objects displays three copies of one three. Um, I wonder if that's the ring 
Uh, we were talking about whether or not maybe there would there'll be, be some. A Actually, yeah. Well, it says only three copies, though. You would think if it. I mean, maybe it is. Well, the OP kit. The OP kit only gives you one of each figure. So if it's giving yeah. you three copies of each figure, it's going to have a gravity feed set, twenty-four count, like the usual. Um, sub themes. You want to talk about sub themes? Um, we've got Alpha Flight, which Very for nice. the. Ca- for the Canadian friends out there, they've been waiting for some good versions of Alpha Flight. There's a picture of Sasquatch, too, so you know Sasquatch. Oh, oh yeah. man. Um, Alpha Flight's one of them. Uh, Dreadnoughts. The Very Dreadnoughts nice. are coming back. Um, what was the other sub-theme they talked about? Um, I can't recall offhand. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of info that's being talked about. A lot's being... Gen- oh, improved targeting. They're finally implementing improved targeting. Oh, yeah, targeting. that's what it was. That's improved. a big thing. Um, they've been talking about improved targeting when they started the improved system. Um, I'm expecting there's going to be a lot of stealth busters, like straight out the door, because we're walking out of Batman sets oh, galore. Um, and with Superman going to be rotating out um, next year, I'm expecting I.I. is going to be like the vanguard that's going to lead in some new anti-stealth stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm really hoping they do a resource dial, and I'm hoping that that's what it is out of the OP kit for the Ten Rings. There, there's some fun stuff you could do with that. So, and and also kind of in news, Pacific Rim set came out a couple weeks ago, not very long ago. Um, yeah, like last week. Austin, you saw the movie. Drew, you haven't seen it yet, right? I have not. Austin saw the movie. What did you think about the movie? Um, when you go to see the movie, uh, don't, don't go expecting like some huge like deep plot and incredible characters. You go to watch monsters get punched by robots. It's modern day Godzilla, that's all it, it is. You're, you're gonna love you're gonna love it if you like just that. If you go to watch robots beat the crap out of giant monsters. And the figures the figures I'd like to say are spot on to like everything in the movie. They did a great job with them. I did I honestly wasn't interested in the movie nor the figures. Um, and then after all my friends come back and tell me because I saw the previews, I was like, this is just Godzilla, like modern mm-hmm. day. I was like, it's, I'll definitely watch it when it comes on video, but I don't need to go to theater to see that. And everybody comes back and they're like, oh my gosh. I'm go see it a second time. This is crazy. I need to go see this a million times. I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'll check this out. Um, the Pacific Rim clicks, they are all very expensive, as yeah. they should be, because they're all either huge monsters or huge ro- double people well, they're all robots. Colossals. They're all colossal. They're single-based characters, but colossal. They have... Uh, new team ability. So there are five members of the Pan Pacific Defense Corps, and then there are the five monsters, which are called kaiju. I guess kind of like their species. Yeah. Um, now their team ability, as I understand it, is basically mystics, which is broken on these expensive. Which is really good. Um, and then the Pan Pacific Defense Corps is, is that the same as T as Shield TA? Yeah. Okay. So that helps them too because there are a lot of range pieces. Yep. I've played against these guys I played against once. Two. I did pretty good against them. The the thing about them is they're colossal. It's easy for them to shoot you. It's easy for you to shoot them. Yep. But they can be outwitted, and that's the problem that they run into. Now they do get colossal stamina, which is good. Yep. Um, um, they have they're they're solid pieces. Um, the monsters I'm going to bring up are infinitely better for their points. I think the monster... Yeah, I, when I looked at these guys, I was like, gosh, these monsters the are... Monsters, there's compared one or, to the other guys. Yeah, definitely. There's one or two of the monsters that are literally, like, kind of under-costed compared to other figures from the main set, like the main Heroclix universes. Um, there's one down there that actually, when he dies, he comes back to the board. And that is four. Slattern, but he costs 600 points. So there's two ways to play Slattern. He's number seven in the set. If you guys want to look at these figures, go to hcrealms.com. Click the units tab at the top, and then go to the set. Pretty 
far to the left. It just says PR right now. They don't have a logo up for it, but it says PR July 2013. Um, Slattern, you can play him like the rest of the figures at 300 points at for 9 clicks, and he doesn't come back. Or you can play him at 600 points, and he does. Now, this one, I think, is uh, one of the better out of the whole uh, set. Oh, yeah. 20 defense, 6 damage, First, shape yeah, change. 20 right? imperv and shape change. Okay. Yep. Now, here's the reason I like this guy. He has traded poison and traded giant reach, and when he occupies water, he gets plus one, one attack and value. Seven damage while in water. Once per game, when Slattern would be KO'd, instead, heal it to its starting line, roll a d6 that can't be re-rolled and subtract one, deal it as a result, deal, deal the result as unavoidable damage. So at worst... At worst you, you go to click six. Which he's still Which solid. he has steel energy. He has yeah. steel energy every other time. Yeah, that's the thing about these guys, and there's another one too. I'll talk about him in a uh, minute. His attack power is kind of ridiculous. Too. He has Steel Energy and Mystics, which is always a fun combo with Giant Reach, so it's easier to melee people too. Um, He's his, pretty sick. He, well, his attack power is ridiculous too. You can give him a close combat action targeting all adjacent characters. Each hit characters dealt his printed damage value and knocked back. So he has that on his top click with a 13 attack. So you can knock everyone back six squares. This guy's no. pretty cute. But here's here's the thing to bring up. All these monsters have monster keyword. So Mole Man is God. best friends with no. all these monsters. I love my Mole Man. My lord. My little Mole Man. Um, the Wednesday, one of the teams that went high was actually Monsters, Mole Man, and Black Lantern Bats. Yeah, I can see that. Um, the the monsters are really good. Does and Black Lantern Bats have monster keyword? Yeah, yeah. All the Black Lantern <laughs> um, Bats ignores, have monster keyword. He ignores anyone he shares keywords with good, when he uses Pulse Wave. Good flavor there, man. My favorite out of these was Leatherback, simply because he's 450 points, 20 defense, first of all, with Invul. Okay, here's why I like him the best. He's Mystics, for one. Yeah. For two... Now, remember this. Traded Poison, and he ignores damage from ranged combat. So you make them come into your Poison. Okay? You make them come into your Poison. Oh, my gosh. And he has a 20. Now, I noticed he has less damage than the rest of the guys. he doesn't have as much penetration. Probably to make him not as dumb as what I'm saying he would be. (laughs) Because you have to come to him and deal with this Poison. And you cannot outwit the poison. Just give him the gauntlet. He'll be fine. This would, guy's pretty good. I would like to say the one thing about this set that really blew me away, and anyone who's seen these figures up close, these are absolutely gorgeous sculpts. Like, yeah, they yeah. do look good. Um, if you haven't seen these, these, these could quite possibly be the best sculpts that NECA has thrown at us so far. Um, they've done a great job with them. Um, they're almost like action figure quality for one inch, and it, it's absolutely crazy. I still like Street Fighter sculpts the best myself. I want to talk about Gypsy Danger and his... Stupid Everybody likes blades. Gypsy Danger. I don't think he's that good. Dude, I got hit for like eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ridiculous. But, but look at all right, think think of this. Let's think. Best case scenario, click one. He has five printed damage already, right? Right. Basically he has blades, but you get to roll two D six. Yeah. But instead of rolling yeah, you roll two and you subtract four. So let's think. The best you can get is eight. He already has a printed five. Yeah. So, so what's the only, chance? You you don't have that good of chances of doing. It's basically better. rolling blades. You know like, when you have a printed damage value of three or f- three or four. Like yeah. if you had a value of four, and this is basically the same as rolling it with a three point five is basically. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's kind of the figure's flavorful in that regard though because Gypsy Danger is like that renegade luck kind of guy. So 
Or, um, I just I don't think his thing is as good as everybody thinks it is. But it's only two hundred and twenty five points. This may just be my love for giant Russian things, but I love Chernob Alpha. Like he gets a flurry Chern- and after actions resolve or Chernob Alpha. After actions resolve he uses Quake as a free action. It's pretty cool. So, he also has a better imperf. Yeah. yeah. Um but on his second click, for instance, he's like what, an eleven and then he has the flurry for five damage. So it's five, five, quake. And it, it's a re- it's a fun piece. I got it used against me when I was playing that Nemesis team, and it, it, it tore house against Nemesis. Like it, it gave me a run for my money. So if anybody saw the movie and liked it and wants to know if the clicks are worth getting, yes, even if just for the sculpts and having fun with them. They're but they are pretty solid by themselves. I mean, col- most colossals are better for the points because yeah. a lot of the colossals can't be outwitted, and these guys can. But they're still pretty solid. They're definitely not horrible. I would just like to say, too, that um, it, it's easy to forget their Colossals. Don't forget that when you're playing them or playing against them. Because you can see them over terrain. You can see them. They can see you. Um, it's stuff that people tend to forget. All right, so that's enough news. Now, we're going to get into our main topic this week. And our main topic is reviewing the con exclusives for 2013. Um, now, like I said, we originally were going to have another person on here, and we had given... Each of us one assigned one con to build two 300-point teams with. One of the teams I wanted to be a theme team, and the other team to be a really good, like if you were going to try and make this team work at Worlds, like a meta team, what would you use this figure for? Kind of play off their either, I said it either needs to cover their weaknesses, or it needs to combo really well with their strengths. Now, Austin, what piece did you have? Um, you guys gave, gave me Gentleman Ghost, and this was a piece I was already excited about because I'm a huge Society fan. I love the Black Adam from Superman. I love all the Deathstroke pieces. And Deathstroke's known for having Calculator, like every single one of his figures. Almost all the Society has Calculator. Yeah. And it makes sense in the comic if you read comics, like they're just a bunch of freaking random yeah, <laughs> random ass villains who are working together. Yeah. So, But Gentleman Ghost is awesome because he has Mystics and he's only 98 points. Well, the only other Mystic choice, I think, is Silver Banshee, and she's pretty expensive just to have someone to copy Mystics off of. Yeah, she's 142, 152, yeah. something like that. Um, but I, I love Gentleman Ghost. Um, his trade is if he doesn't have any action tokens, he can spawn a Ghost Bystander, and the Ghost Bystander has, like, Exploit and Super Senses and some other stuff. Um, his movement abilities, he can use Phasing Teleport Stealth. His top click, um, he's an 8 movement with the Phasing Teleport Stealth, 10 attack, no attack power. 18 super senses and 2 damage outwit. He's not an attacker by any means. Even on his next few clicks where he picks up precision strike, he can ping for 1 damage at 5 range or whatever, and he keeps his stealth and he becomes a perplexer. He's just... What makes him good is he's a solid taxi who sits in stealth and provides mystics to your calculators. And society needs taxis too. Yeah, and the society ATA... Society needs more pieces, period. Yeah, the society ATA, for those who don't know, is basically if someone uses outwit against a society character, you roll a d6 and on a a 4 through 6 it's negated, and they have to target someone else with the outwit. So a full society team using that ATA is a really deadly thing, Um, especially like since he's sitting in stealth... Oh, they're going to try to outwit Black Adam. Oh, they fail. They can't target Gentleman Ghost with the outwit. They just negates the outwit entirely. Um, my two teams I built with him, though, um, the theme team, I wanted to run with that Black Adam. I, I've talked about that Black Adam before with you guys. I love that figure. He's a really good power piece um, for his capabilities, especially with the utility belt, which is what I slapped on him. 
You have to give him utility. Yeah, his lack of his lack of indom is really painful. Um, that's the one thing with that piece I didn't like. So what I built around was Black Adam with the utility belt. Give him two grapple guns, two radar monitors, and two uh, gas grenades, and then the cowl to give him stealth. And I assume you mean at one hundred. Yeah, at one hundred points. Okay. Um, you slap two hired henchmen on the team because they have like every villain keyword known to man. Mm-hmm. Now the henchmen can pick a character, and the character they pick, they can wildcard their their TAs. With this team set up, you could pick Gentleman Ghost if you wanted to, and have them with Mystics at all times. Or if Black Adam uses a radar monitor to jack an enemy TA you really want, you could steal that. Or you could steal Robin, or you could put a Robin costume in the belt and copy Teen Titans to heal up Black Adam. Um, the big trick, though, is basically use Gentleman Ghost to taxi in, um, I'm going to call them medics, basically, because the last two clicks on the henchmen for one of their dials, they have 14 defend and support. Or the first if you flip them. Yeah, but on the flip side, they don't get flurry blades. Uh-huh. So, but you could play either or. Um, what you do is you use the grapple gun with Black Adam, and you go full across the map, smack somebody, pull a henchman as a medic with you. And then you have Gentleman Ghost able to just grab people and get them in and out with his taxi ability while also providing mystics to the henchmen. So they kind of have to focus the Black Adam, and then once he's dead, what are they going to do? They're going to take a bunch of mystics from the henchmen who have flurry blades. Um, it, was, it was a fun team to build. It's a fun team I'm actually going to try eventually because it, it was a blast. Those henchmen, are, I always play them on their support like dial at points. the beginning, and they are ridiculous. Man, yeah, they're awesome. Um, and then my other team setup was uh, was my meta team, kind of, so to speak, and it was a capture team. Um, it uses the Teen Titans Leash and the Teen Titans Omen, um, I think main set of both, and uh, Gentleman Ghost with um, belt and only a single handcuff on Ghost. Um, the way the team's set up is you get, you get into place... Um, Omen has a perplex that negative two is an opponent's defense, and she doesn't need line of fire for it. And she has a mind control at seven range that doesn't require line of fire. So what you do is you perplex down an opponent, you mind control them, move them next to Leash, and Leash's ability is he can pick an opponent and he gets extra attack, he gets like plus two attack versus them or something like that. Um, you attempt to capture with Leash. If it succeeds, you capture an opponent, and then you taxi him away with Gentleman Ghost. If it fails, Gentleman Ghost can try to handcuff them. And since there's still negative two defense for both these actions, the chances that you're going to get all the way to the handcuff then fail the handcuff are pretty slim. Yeah. Um, so it's a nice little capture team. Um, it, it's. It, I've always wanted to play a good capture team. Um, that leash I like. I've never had a good opportunity, I thought, to build around him yet. So And he has TK too, so you can be teleporting stuff around. Um, Omen's got Mastermind. You can Mastermind onto the Bystander token that goes spawns every turn if you aren't doing anything with him. Yep. Um, there, there's just a lot of fun stuff you could do with him. Um, he's He was already my favorite con exclusive, but after this, I, I have to have one. I played the Leash before, and I played him with a, with a Kanos capture team, <laughs> and it wasn't freaking pretty. He, it wasn't it was, pretty. He's really good. Um, I played him with like four Arkham guards, like I said, oh. Kanos. I used Roy Raymond with right beside Kanos, so whenever I teleported the people in, they automatically went next to Roy Raymond, took the negative one 
defense on each of them. And then I had like three chances because that leash, the one thing you forgot to mention is he can range capture. Oh, yeah. And he's the only piece that can do that. But he takes like negative two attack when he does that. But plus, since plus Roy was, yeah, plus from the belt, plus Roy dropping him an automatic one, I was just capturing. And I'm already sitting in my starting area. So the next yeah. turn I'd do it and then boom, they're captured. And then I had Shuma, which we'll talk about Shuma in a minute. Like, out there just catching everybody's attention, oh. flurry and everything. Yeah, I remember this team. So, yeah, I felt really bad after I played the team. I was like, man, that team worked out better than I thought it was going to work out. common theme with all these is that Hunter Smith's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Um, the other DC con, so the three DC cons are Gentleman Ghost, Batmite, which is mine, and Superman and Wonder Woman. We did not re, we did not, oh, so real quick, let's rate Gentleman Ghost now. Let's go four out of five, or Ooh. out of five star on his sculpts. On his sculpts, what do you guys think? Um, I th- it's spot on. I mean, like, and it's a cool sculpt. He's, like, tipping his head. He's being a dapper bastard, and he's like, I'm about to completely smoke your team, and you're not even know how I did it. I say five out of five. If it turns out the way yeah. it looks on the digital, it looks great. It looks great on the digital. Yeah, we'll it almost see. looks like his hat is translucent. So I'm hoping we'll the see. whole figure ends yeah. up translucent, or at least the clothes. Now, effective, uh, comic accuracy and effectiveness, what do you think? We should have done accuracy and sculpt together. We'll do it next. What do you think on effect, as a piece? Nine out of, let's I say think, nine out of ten. As I, a, on I think he accomplishes his job, which is to be an effective stealth taxi with a good outwit. What, what's his range? Five? Provide you so mystics. So he'll have a six one. He provides mystics to society teams. He fills a nice gap. All the society characters have outwit, so it's already an outwit heavy team. But at least he drops onto perplex if you want to push him. And precision strikes. And yeah, he has precision. Precision strikes amazing. Yeah. I say, I say eight out of ten as far as how good he is. Like, efficiency maybe yeah. a, maybe a 8.5 he, he's never going to be an attacker that's the one thing with not style. usually he's, like. he's um, legit though well I he mean, drops in a range combat expert i forgot about that yeah yeah with so energy he shield. can do some damage if you leave him alone and he has indom as well i, th- I think like an 8 8.5 yeah he, he's a solid piece all right um superman and wonder woman we didn't do teams for because they're so expensive oh my god um, you can play them at 350 or 250 at 350, they start with running shot, psychic pin, eight range, two bolts, ridiculous. Um, 19 impervious. They have the Justice League and the Superman Ally TAs. Keywords are Amazon Justice League, Kryptonian, and Warrior. Um, their trait is strength of two heroes. They can use super strength. They may hold two objects at the same time if they are both standard objects. They may only use one object per attack. When they use the duo attack ability, instead of one of the attacks, they may use charge as a free action. So they can smack a character with an object, charge someone else, and smack them with an object, so it's two separate attacks. So if you start them at 350, they get the running shot and the penetrating, and they have really good range. Um, The third click, they have invincible with exploit. But honestly, I kind of like the 250 dial better. Um, I, yeah. I they're both decent. The they're both not bad, but I think I like the 250 better. At 250, they're more of a melee piece than they are a ranged piece. Um, they, they have Quake. They, do they open, open with an Invincible at 250. They open with an 18 deal. defense Invincible, a 5 exploit, and a and Quake, and then their movement ability, which is they can use improved movement, ignore blocking terrain, and destroy blocking as the character moves through it, and ignore. they also ignore characters on movement. When they are targeted without wit, roll a d6. On a result of 6, they cannot be targeted without wit this turn. Now, basically what you can do with them is, let's see, 11 squares, so that means they can move 6 when they charge. 
They could charge six squares. They can declare duo attack. Mm-hmm. Choose to use charge. Charge gives you the exploit. So they can, with an object, so they can charge, exploit, let's say with a heavy for seven damage penetrating, and then they could duo, it, then they could fight. either, well or they couldn't charge other. again, because oh, yeah, they only get it once. So they could either shoot somebody with the second attack, or they could melee if they're close enough, with a, another heavy object. I would like to seven. say, for 250, though, they're only seven clicks. Yeah, I don't know they're that they're... They're powerful, yeah. but they are a glass cannon if I've ever seen one at 250. I mean, at least, least they have yeah. Invincible, so they don't get smoked. Invincible's kind of like pretending they have an extra two or three clicks, kind of. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I feel like... I don't know. Um, a good counter to them, I think, would be a strong Pulse Wave character. Definitely. Where you ignore the well, Invincible and you just blast You can them. say that about any figure, because Pulse yeah, Wave true. is really good. Um, once they get hit for three or four, they go into a new attack power called Wrapped Up and Knocked Out. I think that this kind of symbolizes Wonder Woman. Um, she, the figure can use in-cap when they do, and they hit. In addition to the normal effects, they may deal their printed damage value divided among the successfully hit targets. Now, that but I do love. It's a three printed damage, so it's not like a ton. So you hit two. Oh, eight range double bolt in-cap. Yeah. With three damage. Yeah. And then good. they get a new defense power, which definitely symbolizes oh Wonder God. Woman, because there's a lot of Wonder Woman figures that have this. They get energy shield, super senses, and toughness yeah. with a 16 uh, defense, so it would be an 18 from range. Um, they're a fun figure, but I feel like we may see them like in larger games where people are like building like big flavorful teams and like trying to build huge beaters. But like I don't, I don't see myself playing this piece very often. It's a show-off con piece. It, it's a shelf piece to me. Like it's, it, it's sculpt, definitely it's a shelf story, piece. Sculpt a, is a freaking seven out of five for me. It's Honestly. so good, man. Um, I don't know. I don't remember that happening in the comics exactly like that. All right, real quick. Efficiency of the dial on a 10-point scale for the 350. Four. Um, I'm going to go with like a six because they are still really powerful. Yeah, they are. And if you don't blow them out like straight out down the dial right off the bat, like honestly the sweet spot would be to hit them for four on the first click because you right pass on. both clicks of so their invincible. I'm going to go with a six as well. Um. Superman Ally, though, really helps with them having penetrating oh, yeah. and all that on their top dial. Now at 250. 250, um, once again, they are a short, short dial. At, um, I'd, I'd bump them to a 7 or 8 at 250, though, because starting Invincible does give them that extra imaginary few clicks, um, and they have some s- solid abilities at that. True. I'd give them, I don't know. Six. I'm going to stick with six as well. I think they're, now that I look at it more, I think the dials are about even. Um, I did Batmite. Batmite I was really happy to see. I, lo- I love <laughs> Batmite, although you don't get to see him that much. Yeah. Oh, I You do get to see Robin, basically, I guess you'd call him Robin Mite in Teen Titans in one of the cartoons. He's hilarious. Um, Batmite is an awesome figure. First oh, wow. of all, Sculpt is really good. I say four out of five. He's kind of sitting on a little purple cloud of smoke, and he looks exactly he looks exactly like Batmite, except he looks a little older than I than Batmite usually yeah. looks in most of the comics. His trait is basically why you play him. He's only sixty five points. He has a Batman ally, and he has ten range. He only has four clicks, and he has no keywords. Yeah. The reason you play him is because he's a sidekick. His trade is called You're My Hero. Once per game, give Batmite a free action, choose another friendly character. That character is Batmite's idol, and that lasts for the game. Um, his movement special ability is called Let Me Help. You give him a move action, 
After actions resolve, roll a d6 that can't be re-rolled. Place Batmite's idol in a square adjacent to Batmite. On a result of one, an opponent gets to choose which uh, square you put him in, and then deals the idol one unavoidable damage. On a two to six, you choose the square, and the idol may make a close or ranged combat attack as a free action, but cannot, but can't be given a non-free action until your next turn. That right there, so honestly, it's like a weird carry with a possible fail. No, here's why it's way, way better. For one, he doesn't have to take. You could. He has the option. He has ten movement. He could either carry you and not have to deal with this at all, and move eight, or he moves the full ten and places you next to him with a what one out of six chance of hitting the take the damage. So you're probably not going to hit that. Yeah. But this is essentially a place. This is a place. So you can move a colossal and give him a free range combat attack. Yeah. You can move a multi base. You can move a flyer. You can or move things. Notice it was you can move a battle fury. You can move anything. You can move a prep timed. Ghost Rider that you just oh, prepped, and then move them the full thing, and then let them me, attack. It reminds me of the Hank Pym Ant Man that walks with someone in reverse. You walk them. That's walk not them Hank. That's uh, Scott. But oh, yeah, sorry, but yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's kind of like that where you move him first, and you can bring someone to you. That's the reason he's so good. He also has a very good attack ability, but he only gets it for his first click, and he has no end on. So you gotta be careful not to push him off of it. He can use incapacitate, which remember he has a ten range. Characters that are targeted or that Batmite targeted with this power last turn can't target Batmite or his idol with an attack That's until your next key. turn. So you don't even have to hit him. Matter of fact, they can hit their freaking shape change and you still get it because you targeted them. Yep. All you have to do is target them. So all you gotta do is be able to see them. And see there's some ridiculous stuff you can do with this, because if his idol is a big power piece with leadership you could potentially talk about three, four turns in a row that you're able to keep doing this to them. See, he's 65 points. My first thought was unspoken. Him and unspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's complete lockdown oh, God. team with him, with those two abilities together. But unspoken's too much. But anyways, there's lots of pieces you could play with this guy. So if you're playing a big point piece with them, let's say you're playing a like almost 200 point piece, and then you're throwing the gauntlet on your big, your big 200 point piece plus you have Batmite on the team then Batmite easily lets them lets your beefer clear mm-hmm. because all he has to do is to target him and now they can't target you or Batmite so they basically they have to waste a turn and let you clear your big guy yep. it's just so good um, the one thing I'd like to bring up though is the point cost I mean holy crap that makes me want to pull my hair out 65 points prob uh, control with yeah. 10 range which is awesome now there, there <laughs> are 65 point days. prob stealthers with 10 range that people would completely go crazy over the fact he has that and that attack power even if you only get one use out of it and slow your opponent one turn you completely screw up their tempo his defense power is super senses and when he hits it you can place him adjacent to his idol or in any square within six squares and line of fire um he can be played on a theme team because he has no keywords, which sucks. I'm kind of so glad they did that, though. Right. Sculpt-wise, like I said, I think he's a 4 out of 5. Yeah, Efficiency, fine. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give him a 10 out of 10. Well, yeah, man. man. Um, I, I think we're going to be seeing Batmite a lot in the future. I know you can bet on me playing this figure a lot. Besides I you, you, I like expect to see Batmite a lot in the future. He's just so... He's one of the best support pieces they've ever produced. So for my teams that I built for Batmite... Uh, like I said, I couldn't actually build a theme team for him technically, 
but I did just go ahead and build a Batman family team with him on it, and I basically I just threw on my favorite versions of these characters. Nightwing, the main set Night, oh, Nightwing from Batman. Oh, him. For 72 points, I can't play that guy enough. He's ridiculous. He's so good. Um, I feel like he's a very, just very accurate representation of Nightwing. Um, the My favorite Batman is the DC-10, the rookie version, 63 points, 12 attack, end cap, um, stealth, outwit, really willpower. Really just solid piece. And then you have... No Man's Land Batgirl, which I kept telling Drew, it's like, man, this figure's really good. Oh Everybody's God. sleeping on this thing, and then now it's like in a lot of, not a lot of meta teams, but it's in some meta teams It now. is, man. It has um, flurry charge, and it gets free end caps and free force blasts, but they don't actually knock back. So basically, it keeps them next to you. Um, I, I think her end cap can't do pushing damage, but wow. still, you're... Basically, this team is sort of a lockdown team. Definitely. You send in Batgirl, and you have Batmite to lock them down. I have the belt on Batman, and he has that end cap with a really high attack already. So basically, I'm locking down, and then Nightwing is going in and smoking people with his charge flurry. Or I could put the belt on Nightwing to make him an even more powerful attacker. So that's my theme team, uh, Batman Family, except, like I said, technically it's not a theme team. My really good Batmite team... Is Batmite, Enchantress at 50, and Magog, <laughs> one of my favorite figures. I love that guy. Magog from Superman 035 at 172. The Kingdom Come one? Yes. Nice. You give, uh, of course you give Magog the belt. Probably the best figure to give the belt in the entire game, honestly, is Definitely. Magog. Um, you prep time him. You use uh, Batmite to do his thing the next turn, and... Magog gets to do his attack, and if he kills somebody, he gets to do his... <laughs> yep. He gets to hit again. And then, um, or you can be safe, let him clear from his prep time, then with Batmite, carry him up. You can do whatever. My thought is, Batmite carries him up really far, places him, he gets a free attack, and then clears. So basically, you do it on turn two. So if He you, clears, if and then turn three, Magog goes in, kills, and then he... Then since he, from his trait, he kills, he gets to go again. So effectively, I'm going to be able to easily kill two people, and then Enchantress TKs him back to safety. And she has prop to help him out. I was going to say, that's the thing I'm expecting with that Batmite, is there's going to be some good yo-yo teams built with him, where you're constantly bringing people forward. So, the thing about Batmite was, there's a million combos that I could run with him. So that's just one that I'm looking forward to, because Enchantress and Magog are two of, really, some of my favorite pieces, Uh, too. The Marvel comics posters are down at the bottom. Oh, I know. So those are the DC um, con exclusives. There's also the Trinity and Shuma, but we're going to do them separate here in just a second. Now, Drew, I gave you a Marvel con to review. Who did I give you? Death Mask. Death Mask is a very interesting figure. Okay, so Hunter gave me Death Mask, and Death Mask has two possible point costs. There's the 200, which is... I mean, you're not going to play him at 200 points in a 300-point game. So what we're really going to be talking about is his 100-point click. Um, Death Mask, um, he's a weird guy. He's one of the most unique pieces I think they've ever printed. Yeah, he's up there. I mean, he's got a trait. uh, I'm Wade Wilson, too. During the beginning of your turn, give Death Mask a free action roll of D6. His current click number, if the result is 8 or more, heal him of 1 damage. If the result is 12 or more, heal him of 1 additional damage. So basically, bonkers. So basically, you can... The guy only has 5 clicks. 
for 100 points, which is bad, but he's got sustainability. He's got he's got a movement ability, which he doesn't get until his second click, so he doesn't really start out with it. He can use Charge and Stealth. If Death Mask is adjacent to an opposing character, that character must target Death Mask with a close combat action uh, attack. If Death Mask is with opposing characters' range and line of fire, then the character must target Death Mask with a ranged combat attack. So basically, he's a glutton for punishment. Yeah, <laughs> but he gets to heal it back for free, so he yeah, doesn't really he get has 18 crap. super senses. Yeah, with the super senses. He doesn't have Possibly in, um, 19, because he has perplex. He doesn't have in um, but he has a 6 range, which is pretty decent. I mean, he's going to get stealth, and he, he, he the po- important thing is he heals. But the... The thing I love the most about this piece is his attack ability. Yeah, for sure. Give Deathmask a ranged combat action and target a single character. The area of effect for this attack includes all characters adjacent to that target. All characters. So it's allies included. Allies included. If he hits the target, it is dealt damage normally, then roll a d6. Other hit characters are dealt the damage equal to half of the result. It's basically halved range blades, energy explosion, madness. It's basically him chucking a grenade. Yeah. But which his sculpt has him holding the bomb. It should be noted, he has sharpshooter. So he, he can does see have through. sharpshooter. Right. So you could see through a front character, blast somebody in the middle, and then hit everyone else around. He also has prob on that click, too. Yes. So if you miss the attack, prob it. If you hit, but then you get a crappy roll on your 1d6, prob, prob that roll. Um, and he has running shot too, and that is a ranged combat action. So you can running shot and then throw a bomb. Yeah, it's, it's a fun though. ability. And if you play him on his cheaper dial, he's starting at five. So, but you cannot remember you can't heal back past that thing. Correct. But let's say you um, let's say you get dinged and you get knocked down to eight. You roll his trait. You're you're already at an eight. All you gotta do is roll a four or better, and you're gonna heal two. Clicks. So he's going to be hard to kill. He's a character you've got to knock out in one turn, just blast him out. He's, he's the werewolf by night of the con. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> ridiculous. He's, an- he's another Deadpool. Like, the other Deadpools are the same way. Like, if you don't sit and focus fire them down, you're going to be dealing with them for a long he's time. He's also a wild card, which is important to note. That, of course, with Minions of Doom, because this is a fusion. If anybody's unfamiliar with the character, it's a kind of a ab- abstract storyline with Doom and Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool in the same body, kind of. Um, his defense 200 power. points. Real quick, talk about his... Oh, did you, did you go over his defense power? Yeah, go ahead yeah. and do his defense power. Uh, he can use combat reflexes and invul. <laughs> okay, so combat reflexes and invul. We'll go back to his power it's, where it's they a, have to target him. It's a stop click, too. And it's, it's a, stop a stop click. click. But, the, but the important thing is, that stop click's only going to matter if you right. are playing him at 200 points. But once you hit that stop click with him, you can't heal him back up know. past yeah. it. Um, because he heals so much, that'd be bananas. I kind of like his top dial, though. I mean, he. I has, like it too. I don't he, know if it's worth a hundred, though. Yeah, he's a he's an eleven attack, eighteen invul, um, four range combat expert, which I love. The new RCE and CC was six range too. Yeah. The only the only thing is, like, I feel like I might slap belt on him or something and give him the plus two. Oh, awesome! Yeah. We will get to that. Or gauntlet, steel energy plus the healing from his trait. Yep. Oh God. And killing figures and getting to... Oh, God, what are you doing? This is a t- Deadpool with the gauntlet. Let's think of the logic here. There is none. Okay, so while I was researching my teams, I fell in love with another piece. Who's that? Kazar from Incredible Hulk. I do like Kazar. He is so incredibly under-costed, Hunter Smith. You slap Savage a bell on that guy. On that sucker too. Give him Savage Land ATA. 
You slap the belt on the guy. He's going to dish out some damage while Deathmask sits back and, you know, takes the damage. I also have a very overcosted Mandarin. I mean, okay, so Deathmask has three... Keywords. Three keywords. He has uh, armor, which is pretty bad. I mean, there aren't a ton of armor... The armor pieces there are, like, uh, as an Iron Man player, yeah. the thing that sucks is they're all really high-costed. They're high-costed. There's a few lower ones, but they're not, like, ones you want to Hunter, spend. I want you to click on the assassin keyword right there. There is not... I, <laughs> there's not a lot of assassins. There's not a lot. There are some good pieces, yeah. but, it's but proper there's keyword. not very many. Actually, as far as ones you can actually play in yeah. modern, there's... Oh, another team thing to note, I had... I made us make these teams modern only. Yeah, so... Since they're kind of meta on the really good season. I wanted to use David Kane since he's such a badass, but I was like, eh. There's only nine modern age assassin figures, yeah. just, including Deathmatch. Actually, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. nine. Yeah, nine, and then Deathmatch has two different dials. So, I eventually found my way to Ruler, where there's quite a longer list. So, what's your team with Rulers? Um, Deathmatch at 100 points. Uh... A very overcosted Mandarin at 120. The main set Iron Man Mandarin that can uh, use, I think it's Perp Outwit. Is it the one from the movie set? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perp Outwit. At 120. Yeah. When he's in a starting area, characters opposing characters can't draw a line of fire to him. Yep. He so, can draw lines of fire and count squares for mainly single figure characters. He's not a very good piece, honestly, but I wanted. He like, does give you support with leadership, yeah, this is outwit, what I wanted. perplex. When he's in a starting area and a yeah, friendly character has been KO'd, oh, that won't matter if you're not using extremists. Yeah. What's a death mask second starting line? 100? 100. Um, so, yeah, leadership works on him. And if you're sitting yep. him back as a ranged piece yep. and making your opponents come to you, then he's not too bad. And he gives you Hydra for your bombs. Yep. yep. Which is very important. Kazar and death mask are the big team players here. Um, my other team, I, uh, my other team, <laughs> is an energy explosion team, honestly. Uh, I went with Death Mask, um, Brother Voodoo from Amazing Spider-Man, everyone knows about Brother Voodoo. Every, Never a bad choice. Everyone talks about Dr. Voodoo, but I actually really do like that Brother Voodoo. Um, I think a lot of people overlook him. You mean Dr. You're Voodoo? Flipping him. Oh, you're sorry, flipping. sorry, flip him. I, I like the Dr. Voodoo. I've played Dr. twice, and I've wrecked both times. He's I really good. Yeah, of course you wreck when you play Brother, but Dr.'s really good, too. Yeah, you're right. Blue Beetle from DC 10, the Ooh. mailbox Blue Beetle. Ted Cord. Ted Cord. Love him. That's another figure that's really good. He... Did anybody... There's not a figure who benefited more from the PAC changes than, him. than that figure. He's so good now. <laughs> before, everybody's like, Man, I don't want this guy. Just ridiculous. He's a terrible. He's now a you're like, boy. Now you're like triple target energy explosion with force blast? For 55 points? I guess I'll take one of those. <laughs> it's okay. Gosh, that and I, I, was, so I was looking at this team and I'm like, Oh, I, only, I don't got a lot of points left, so... To, could use some tie-up, so I went with Monkey King. Very, we were talking about Monkey King today. He's an underrated figure, I he think. He really is. Good tie-up. Gives you flight so he can carry, which Death Mask is a boot symbol, so you could carry Death Mask around. Oh, yep. That is good. Um, 
uh, Monkey King, like, I feel like is a good taxi figure. I, I don't like him. Like, I don't think I'd run him that often unless I had a good figure the I had thing, to carry around. The thing I want to do with this team, though, is I want to run Monkey King in, and then I want to make everything explode. <laughs> this is what I want to do. I want right. Ted jumping over mailboxes and shooting people. <laughs> And death mass throwing bombs. I feel like you accomplished that goal with that team. Basically, what I'm thinking is I don't need an outwit with this team because I'm just going to mind control someone and outwit them anyway. So just... Let's what? just go all out. So what are you thinking rating a sculpt? Ten uh, out of... <laughs> a million out of a million. A million. It's my, I think it's my favorite sculpt. I like okay, it. Okay, it's my favorite sculpt other than the question. I want that sculpt in a normal Doctor Doom where he's literally just standing there holding his hand like that. Um, there's some cool Doom sculpts. but that's I don't know, man. Air big. Tunnel Doom is pretty legit. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a 5 out of 5, too. Now, efficiency of the figure. Uh, let's go 200 points first. 200 points? Out of 10. Seven. When you take into account his healing factor, it, it ramps his score. It ramps his score up a ton. And I think when you first glance at this dial, you're like, "Wow, this is a really weird dial. It goes all over Definitely the place." Definitely a really weird dial. Um, I, I think at 200, he's great. He fits the 200. Um, I would give him a seven or an eight. Like he's not like perfectly on par for what I want for 200. But if he knocked down the dial, hit that stop click, and absorbed a huge hit for my team, and then just kept healing back to that click. I would have no problem with that. I'm going to go a 7 on the 200 and a very hesitant 8 on the 100. Uh, I'm going to keep my 7 on that. It's um, rough on the... For 100, like, I feel like, once again, if you gave him a resource of some sort, like as Hunter said, gauntlet, gauntlet on him would be perfect. At 130, he's only 5 clicks, but when he's constantly healing, he reminds me of Nemesis, kind of. Once he gets the damage going and gets the healing going, he's hard to stop. Yeah, he and has just, belt on my second team. Yeah, you just throw him down. Even if he gets thrown out of the dial, you throw him right back up. And it's it's a fun, at the very least, it's a very fun piece. And that's one Speaking of fun, Hunter Smith. Yeah, so let, that fun segues us into the next piece, which we're going to try to go through these facts. This podcast is taking a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, Obnoxio. Very abstract character. I've never, I've heard of Obnoxio, and I've seen him, and I'm aware of his existence. <laughs> he's there, but I've never read anything with him. That's my understanding. He's kind of involved in X-Men stories. His dial is really cool. He has a lot of uh, sidestep and precision strike, two new powers we haven't seen yet, and he does not have any KO clicks. And the way that works is, basically, each of his clicks are mashups of different power sets they're each i mean they're each so different from the very next one and it kind of reminds you of like legacy joker almost that figure used to play all the time when we first started that's really fun um his trait is that he's a wild card and even though he has no keywords he does not count for or against a theme team which is pretty good at the beginning of the game you uh click obnoxio to click number one roll 2d6 and click the dial that many times Whenever he takes damage, you place one damage token on his character card for each click of damage he takes. When he has seven damage tokens on his character card, he is KO'd. So he's basically got seven clicks. So he, uh, yeah, basically he gets seven straight clicks. Whenever he would be healed, or if you give a friendly character a power action, remove a damage token from Obnoxio's character card, roll 2d6, and click his dial that many times. So he kind of changes to a different (laughs) power set. That's pretty cool. Basically, you're getting 
the X-Men TA with anybody, regardless if they have X-Men. The one thing I would like to state about this figure, that is an absolute travesty. The worst crime committed in Heroclix history, that they didn't give him the clown keyword. Wait a minute. The worst... The worst... That's that's a pretty bold statement. I think we covered the worst tragedy in Heroclix history last week, didn't we? I mean, that was... That definitely qualifies more than not having the clown keyword. Alright, so, uh, Sculpt, out of five, what do you think? He's a fat clown. I, I don't think... I he don't does think, look angry and if, obnoxious. If the sculpt comes out looking like the model, they did a good job with it. I'm going to say three. I'm going to say you're full of shit. What Five. You Five. <laughs> this guy's crazy. He's beautiful. I did notice just now that one of his shoes is broken. Yeah, and his toes. I'm going to say four. I okay, say I got you up to four. All right, you got me to a four. All, All right. the sculpts on these con exclusives are really good. Um... And then the last Marvel is Old Man Logan, which I assigned to Ricky, but he's not here, so I'm going to do Old Man Logan real quick. First of all, one of the best stories of all time. Like, one or one of, sorry, one of the best Marvel stories of all time. Yeah. Um, if you guys have never read Old Man Logan, if you have ever read anything with X-Men or you're familiar with Wolverine at all, go read this story. Um, the sculpt has him holding Cap Shield and, with his right hand, and then he's kind of lurching forward with his left hand with his uh, claws out. And his shirt's kind of ripped up, and it's got, got bullet like, holes bullet holes everywhere, and his like face. His he got shot in the face. He has a perfect, like, beard and hair, like, perfectly gray. Like, it looks awesome. I think the sculpt's four out of five. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. up there. Um, his power set is pretty representative of the, the book. His trait is, at the beginning of your turn, if Old Man Logan is on an odd-numbered click, heal him up of one damage. He starts with an opening click with a zero attack and a power that says Old Man Logan can use Leap Climb, the carry ability, and cannot make attacks. So basically you have to push him onto his second click. And that represents whenever he's going around, he's going to get Hawkeye, and he's like setting out on his journey of what all is going down. I don't want to ruin anything for you guys who haven't read it. The The really interesting thing about this piece is actually his other trait. Twice per game... You may give Old Man Logan a free action and remove any relics assigned to him from the game. Place a relic of equal or lower point value from outside the game on his character card. So basically... He's got a built-in Uru for it. He has combos. You're going to pick up a piece that's easy to pick up, a relic that's easy to pick up with him that's worth a lot of points... Like maybe one of the No Man's Land pieces that are 10 points in a 4 to 6, you know, to pick up, or a 3 to 6, even some of them to pick up. Yeah. And then you're going to drop that into something that's Hammer. ridiculous. Like a Mjolnir or something <laughs> like that. Like you're going to have, you're going to come up with some kind of crazy combo with this guy. Um, then once you push him off of that initial click, he has Invincible for two clicks and Exploit with Charge. He has two clicks of Phasing Teleport in it and Impervious, and then he has three clicks of Flurry, Stealth, Willpower, Charge, and Toughness, and then his last two clicks he has Blades, and then he has, is that a stop? No, it's not a stop click. His last clicks is Toughness. Yeah, it is a stop click. Oh, it is a stop click, but only once per game. Once per game, when this click is revealed, stop turning the dial. He may immediately make a close combat attack using Blades. So So if I'm using him and Austin hits me onto that, I get to... Blades him, even though it's hit Austin's turn. I still get to blades yeah. immediately. That's pretty badass. If the attack deals less than three, 
So not hit, not the blades hits for like not the blades roll is three or more. I you have to actually take three or more. Yeah. Deal him one unavoidable damage so it kills him. Now. That's a fifty-fifty. Here's the thing to remember though. Effectively, I notice this. He only has one click of blades. Because if you start yeah. your turn and you're under seven, you have to heal him to the six. It's not optional. So uh, you're talk- we're talking about a Wolverine piece that has one click of blades. Don't turn. I don't really like that. No, I, I, he does cost 178 points, and if you're going to put that much, uh, that many points into a figure, you do want him to have blades. I think since he's Wolverine, if he doesn't have a lot of blades, he should have more exploit than what he has. Because he, he needs to be representative of Wolverine. While I think this piece is flavorful, I think he's way overcosted for. Wolverine. I think he's extremely overcosted. Like we said, yeah. he has cool combos with the whole relic thing. But he's 178, no indom, a banner click, which I talked about last week. Why I don't like banner clicks. And he heals though. Um, for free. He has no range, so he's a six perplex. He's only got two penetrating clicks, and then two clicks of blades. He's cool. I feel like there will probably be some cool combo with him in the relic thing, but I don't like him at base face value. What do you guys think effectiveness 10 out of 10 as far on a 10 point scale? Uh, I would almost go with like a 5. I thought I was going to say 5. Um, while I like what they did with him and how flavorful it is, I don't feel like this is a good piece to be playing a lot. Um, he he needs something. Like I feel like he's just missing like either blades or exploit that would make him playable. Definitely. Maybe a six, but definitely not higher than a he's six. He's a good skaties hammer target. Yeah. That, that's what I was he it, that would give him all the stuff he yeah. can needs. I would, still think he's only a six though. He also is devoid of move and attack a little bit too. Like he's got like hammers. He's got two clicks of I sure. the hammers will help him. Yeah, that, they're all cheap, so yeah. he can pick something else up and then instantly go into Swap whatever hammer he needs. Eight point hammer. But I still think he's uh, overcosted. Definitely. So those are your Marvel exclusives. Now those six that we just went over are the ones that you can win playing side tournaments or battle royals at Gen Con. Now the two that you can purchase at Gen Con, the first one that's been spoiled for a while now, and actually we've had Austin's had one for a while, and I've played him a couple times. He's played him a couple times. Is Shumagorath. Awesome character. If you play Marvel vs. Capcom, you're very familiar with Shuma Gorath. He's a boss. Um, Shuma has Mystics and Power Cosmic. His sculpt is by far 10 out of 10. We've, you can scroll the eye around. You can move it's that, eye, that oh. eye around. I will note, if you guys ever get a hold of a Shuma, do not grab hold him by his tentacles. And do not grab, him, grab him around the, the actual like center part, the ball part. Because those tentacles will break off, and it's it's not super fragile, but if you're holding him only by the yeah. tentacle, it's going to break off of there. Um, like I said, he has Mystics and Power Cosmic, so like I said, Sculpt, 5 out of 5 for sure. Definitely. 10 range, only 1 bolt. This is at his 1,000 point. You can play him at 1,000, 600, and 200. <laughs> 1,000, he has a 13 attack Pulse Wave with 20 Imperv and 6 Prob, which sounds good, but... For a thousand points, we've seen Colossus better. Yeah, I, I love his trait. The reason, yeah, the reason he costs so much, or the reason that this piece is good. Now, actually, he gets both of these traits at no matter what point yeah, value you really? play him at. Yeah. At the beginning of the game, choose the highest point opposing character. As long as that character is not KO'd at the beginning of each of your turns, heal Shuma of one damage. And remember, you have Mystics, and you're healing this damage. Yeah. And the thing, the thing is, like people really underestimate how much one healing per turn adds up to it in the game. Especially when you're you trying could, to take down a Colossal with high defense you could values. Talk, you're talking 12 to 20 clicks of heal by the end of a long game where you're going to be playing a 1,000-point figure or more. 
Um, Shuma can use flurry and plasticity. As another, this is another trait. When this character is given an action that includes a close combat attack, all squares within range of five and line of fire are considered adjacent. So he flurries and hits everybody oh, within five and line yeah. of fire, and he's a colossal, so that's everybody. The two times or the yeah the two um, tournaments that I've used him, I've played him at his two hundred point dial because I think that's where he shines, and. I felt bad after I played him. I have a question. I never even got close to losing a game. Given the wording on that, would that mean that if you gave him something that gave him Quake, would he effectively Quake within five? Because it says when he's given a close combat attack, all squares within the range are considered adjacent. So yes, you would. That's a very ridiculous. As far as I can tell. Um, so as far as power sets, like most Colossals, he has a lot of Imperv, drops into some Invul, has a couple clicks of Regen. He has some Prob and some Perplex. Um, the other thing to note about him is a special attack power that comes up every now and then called Tentacle Attack. He can use Incap as a free action. When he does, he targets up to five characters within five squares in line of fire that have action tokens. So they have to already have tokens. But that is for free at the beginning of your turn. Yeah. So this guy's nuts. It's pretty um, nuts. When I first got him, me and you said I haven't played him, and I played him with those mole men. Oh, dear Lord, he gave the old anti-monitor a run for his money. Yes, and he did. The, he's a good figure. He's great with Molman having those keywords. He can't be outwitted. He can't. He deals damage back to people that hit him. He's he's just great. Like he's what you want in a colossal. And he's a boss fight colossal too at the same time. Because he's healing. Yeah. Well, like he's he feels very flavorful. Like the powers fit Shuma. Um, the traits great. I feel like he's the kind of figure like I want to sit down with friends and fight one thousand point Shuma versus a bunch of figures. Yep. And that, that's what you want in a Colossal, is a good mix of power and a good mix of flavor. And they did a great job with Shuma. Um, 1,000 point dial, I'm going to give him a like 7 out of 10. At the 600, I'm going to say another 7 out of 10. At the 200, I'm going to go out and actually give him a 10 out of 10. That's Man, good, huh? I was thinking a 9, but you honestly... 200 with Mole Man Honestly, yeah, 200 with Mole Man and Gauntlet, or even just a mol- two Mole Man... <laughs> he's re- he's meta like for real. He's he is a legit meta choice. Him and two moment or moment like, and Gollum. I feel like even at like a 400, 500 point game, two hundred point him with like four moment. Like the more moment you have, the better two hundred point Shuma gets. I think he's the best at two. I mean, two hundred is his best out period. Like as I said, I, I was playing in a twelve hundred point game when I played him in that capture team, and at two hundred, he was wrecking everything on the board. My Lord. And they could not kill him. You have to drop him, and that's the thing is, as long as their biggest figure is still alive, he's still healing. Well, the other piece that we can buy at the cons is a Trinity of Sin team base. We're going to go through the team base really quick. It is uh, 400, 300, or 200. Yes, 400, 300, 200. They have Mystics and Quintessence, which is the Power Cosmic of the DC set. It has... Triple bolt, eight range, very good, with running shot and penetrating. Um, it has a lot of clicks of mind control and in cap. It has a, some clicks of exploit, so and some energy explosion. So a pretty good representation of the characters. Definitely. So, the characters are Pandora, Phantom, Stranger, and Question. Three characters that all three of us love and are very glad oh that they're they're reclicking. So um, they ignore hindering terrain. And note that since they're colossal or uh, team bases, they also ignore elevated, or they can sit on multiple levels. They may have as few as two characters on the base, which is good. When all members are attached, they deal two unavoidable damage instead of one. 
when they use the Mystics team ability. Mm-hmm. Redick. Um, Pandora, when she's on the dial, she gives them phasing, teleport, and prob control. Phantom Stranger gives them outwit and poison. Very good. And Question gives them reflexes and perplex. Also very good. If they're on their special power, they choose a standard power that they did not choose on your last turn. Until your next turn, opposing characters that are given an action to use that power are dealt one unavoidable after that action resolves. Now that's a number one power, not a circle with a fist power. So you don't have to push off. You don't that. have to push off that if you have it. This I like the team base. I I mean they're not as good as Justice League. Uh, Definitely no. Justice but they League. are very good. I want to straight point out like this figure is just this is what I want in a team base. While the asset dial isn't exciting, which as I said last week with New Mutants, I'm not a big fan of can use this, can use that. Um, the figure as itself is very representative of it I, of these three. Like if I, I feel like if they teamed up, this is what they would be like. And they did a great job with this one. And it's a really good, powerful piece. It's not like, as you said, it's not a Justice League, but it is a very powerful piece. And when we get into the individual characters here in a moment that pop off of this thing, they are really good off the Out of all these cons that we're going to cover today, I actually like the Pandora, the Phantom Stranger, and the Question by themselves better than I do any of the Uh, other cons. I'm going to second that one. Yep. Um, I personally, just from the characters that I... As far as I like them and their efficiency oh, and their sculpts, their everything sculpts about them, they're just so good. Very happy with them. Pandora, by herself, is 100 points with Mystics. Her movement ability is Stealth. You can give her a power action and place her in any square that has an opposing figure within line of fire. So pretty much anywhere on the board. She has uh, Penetrating with Sharpshooter, and her damage ability is Prop Control twice per turn. But she may not target the same character with it more than once per turn. Opposing characters must be given an action token when they use prop control. When I play Ricky Fnon, I'm playing this piece. This includes Uh, John Constantine, by the way. (laughs) So, this is a pretty damn good figure. Um, Phantom Stranger is 200 points. He's the more expensive of the three. But he gets Quintessence, and I don't think the other two do. He has Mystics. He has 8 range with Mind Control, Poison, Mastermind and a damage ability that gives him outwit twice per turn, and when opposing characters use outwit, they must be given a power action instead of a free action. He also has traded shape change and phasing teleport. His interesting, his most interesting ability is the 30 pieces of silver. At the beginning of your turn, give him a free action. Modify any of his combat values by plus one until your next turn, but only if you modify another friendly character's same combat value by negative one until your next turn. So if he's going to attack this turn, you get and your Pandora is going to clear, then you give him a plus one attack and your Pandora a negative one attack, and it's no problem That's at all. so flavorful, if, too. If he's going to clear, but Pandora's going to move away and kind of, like, set her positioning back up, then you take her defense down one and you buff his defense up one. Like, there's so many options with him. I like the, I like I like the poison. mastermind poison. Yeah, I like his three clicks of poison that he has. And which traded his, shape change. And his outwit. Eight range outwit. He can outwit range, two defenses control. that are adjacent to him. You can outwit their dampener, make them take your poison, yeah. clear, and then outwit their attacking power. Like, And then they can't outwit you. His sculpt looks awesome. Pandora's sculpt looks pretty good, but Stranger's is better. This is the best sculpt of all of them. Yeah, the questions is pretty badass, too. I mean, look at that. Oh, my God. This is <laughs> like, he basically looks like the spirit, but with a... Ba- like with a BA sculpt like smoke he's got question a question mark, mark in the background this is the best sculpt out of any of the con pieces I think um, he's 100 points with mystics he is kind of more of the melee attacker of the team with charge reflexes smoke cloud and a damage ability which lets him use perplex twice per turn 
The same can't target the same character with it more than once per turn, and when opposing characters use perplex, they must be given a power action instead of free action. Now his uh, trait. The way he makes his money is by his trait past lives. At the beginning of your turn, choose a standard power from his character card. So basically, any power that he is going to possess at all during the game. He can use that power until your next turn, and when you do, choose a power that he possesses, and it is lost. So basically, you switch one of your powers out that you need that you don't need for something you do need. And that's what I was going to say, is when you first glance at his dial, you're like, wow, 100 points, this looks okay, but it looks like someone puked up a bag of Skittles. And then you see that power, and you're like, I can choose any of these, any exactly. of these, and trade one power for is that it. that Flurry on his last click, too? Yeah, Flurry, Quake, Stealth, Smoke Cloud, Plasticity... Charge, toughness, cap, smoke, super senses, close combat change, expert. close combat expert. He's got options. This dude, got I love all of these so much. I cannot wait to get my hands on these. Hanna, yeah. how about that? Uh, how about that damage ability there, Hanna? The double perplex. The I double perplex. Yeah. Are you sensing a theme here? Are you? The doubles. Yeah, I get it. That Pandora though. That Pandora's going on like all those big mystical super prob teams I keep playing because she's such a good piece. Like, and all three of these are ones I have to own. Like, uh, I'm very picky on the figures I want to personally own, ones I know I'm going to play I just a lot. like how she cockblocks John Constantine into just something that... Yeah, if I can't use Prob, you can't You need either. to use Pandora against Aaron, honestly, uh, when he uses John Constantine. You know what, though, with Constantine, I don't think it's a big deal because he doesn't care to take a yeah, power action. Because, that's true. Yeah, because he's not doing crap anyways. He's just sitting back there looking cute. And yeah, he is a cute man. Alright, so I know that took a lot of time, but those are our cons. I think, like we said, most of us think that the Trinity of Sin is actually the coolest. Oh, definitely. Um, what about Shark Repellent uh, uh, We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, our Just the Tip for this week. Austin, you've got our Just the Tip, right? Yeah. Um, our Just the Tip we kind of brought up earlier. Don't forget that when it says choose a standard power, that as of July, pink powers are now legal. I have saved my ass twice now with Invincible, choosing it on Gauntlet or through someone else's power. Um, Precision Strikes won me a game now where I picked it to pick through someone's super senses. I think, Hunter, you said you had that same run-in on Wednesday? Um, twice I have. Actually, I did it the exact week that they became legal. I was playing with Green Lantern, the one from oh, Teen Titans that gets to pick what he wants. And I was aiming at two people. One had shape change, one had super senses, and I declared precision strike, and neither one of them got to use either of those powers, and I got through it. And then this past Wednesday when I was using Onslaught with the gauntlet, I had to deal with two guys who had super senses, and I used precision. It took me one, it took me a turn or two of trying to hit him, and I was like, wait, I can choose precision strike. And then I chose it, boom, hit him. And see, and that's what happened with me was they were going to slap Nemesis for a five exploit that probably would have killed him. And I had Gauntlet choose a standard, and it's like, oh, I can pick Imperv, or I can pick Super Senses, or I can pick whatever. It's like, but I want to guarantee that I'm going to be able to get myself back up that dial. Mm-hmm. And I went Invincible, took three off the damage I took, since it rounds down like that. So I only took two penetrating damage in the end, which gave me enough to heal back up and might have won me the game. So guys, remember, so even though we're not going to see very many pink powers until Wolverine and the X-Men comes out in a few weeks, between now and then, if you have some way, like Green Lantern from Teen Titans, or like... Um, Godhood on the gauntlet. You can choose those pink powers. Use that option. Um, we're going to move into our community section of the podcast. First of all, the reception for this podcast has been pretty good. Um, I've actually been surprised at how many responses I've gotten through PMs or just comments on Reddit and HD Realms. People saying they enjoyed it. Um, they did want us to rein in the cussing some 
And honestly, I think we've done a pretty I good think, job. Been... If you guys know us personally, especially me, <laughs> this is a long. <laughs> this is the most I've went without cussing for a long time. So, like we said, a couple people said tone down the cursing. One guy said he's like listening with his, his son, who also plays click. So we're gonna t- tone it down for you guys. Expect all the other ones from now on to be just kind of this level, like where you get one every now and then. And honestly, a lot of that last week had to do with the Gen Con rant and us being upset, particularly myself. He's pretty mad. Um, so, uh, we've gotten a lot of downloads. I don't get the exact number of downloads. I know on our site page on Podbean, I've gotten a few hundred views already. And yeah. for us just having one episode, I think that did pretty well. I mean, it's our first episode. You. I was going to say, the one thing I'm really liking about this so far is when I've been talking about the podcast and I showed it to some people who aren't into Hero Clicks, they're hearing us discuss strategy and stuff, and it's making them rethink this game that they thought was formerly luck-based. And it's, it's got a few people that are interested, and that's what I like about it. I like getting the word out there about hero clicks to people. And also, we've talked to a couple of people who, while they didn't, they don't know much about clicks, they enjoyed hearing us talk for a few minutes about comics, or how or these pieces relate to comics, or they li- enjoyed us talking about video games. So, I know that the clicks guys may not like the, the comics, well, you probably don't mind the comics as much, but you may not like the five minutes of video games talk at the end, but, you know... Just keep in mind that it's a little something for everybody. It's not just what you want. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean that to be me. Get over mean, yourself. Yeah, I just mean it's a, you know what you don't enjoy, somebody else is enjoying, yeah. and what you enjoy, somebody else isn't enjoying. And that's like I had a few people who listen. So don't be that guy. <laughs> so uh, we had some people give us some team ideas, and we're going to go over those really quick. They gave us a couple challenges. Um, Kenzilla on HC Realms gave us. A challenge of a team that he uh, build that he had just played the week before. He said for us to build this team as basically as if we were going to bring it, like we're trying to win one of the con exclusives. Um, Six hundred points. You have to use an ATA and you have to use a resource with a minimum of four characters that all share a keyword. Hmm. Now, Austin, did you, you came up with a team for this as well? Did you? Oh, I went straight heroes for hire when I saw that requirement for an ATA. I had to pick a powerful ATA. Um, I went with the Ghost Rider Utility Belt normal setup, but at 600 points, while it's still really effective, I wanted to really go all out, and I went with uh, the Misty Knight Colleen uh, duo. Uh Um, The reason I did that is because they can remove action tokens from other heroes for hire, so you could drop Ghost Rider back down, push him back up to the second one, whip again. You could do all kinds of fun stuff with him. Um, And I picked up two of the 80-point Iron Fists from Fear itself because, once again, we love that piece. Um, at 80 points, he's overly efficient. And when you throw in free actions in the mix with him, he's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Heroes for Hire, by far, I would say it is easily the best ATA in the game for its points. It has there's to be. no, There's no arguing that point. It, I mean, yeah. I dare you to present yeah, and bring it on, <laughs> man. a better ATA. I mean, T-Bolts, I guess it does give you a lot of options, but... I still think Heroes for Hire, for the, the bang for the buck, how many points you're paying. It's eight if points you for another free playing, action, if, if I based really, on how many people. If I really wanted one of these holiday figures, and you told me this is the team build for it, I would go all out, I would squeeze every point to a Heroes for Hire game, and I would free action the hell out of so it. So I think it's funny, because Austin and I did not talk about either of our teams before this, and I also somewhat built a Heroes for Hire team. <laughs> it's it's a basically a update of my mystical uh, meta team that I was talking about a minute ago. It has Ghost Rider and Enchantress, two Jinxes, Iron Fist, 
Iron Fist, Brother Voodoo, and Ghost Rider with the Heroes for Hire ATA. But the difference is I put on the 30-point Loki, the LE that we just got. I think he's excellent. He's amazing. He's a moving attacker who doesn't have to subtract from his attack, and he has 11 movement, so he's getting pretty far and then going back and hiding. He also he only has three clicks, but he's only thirty points. Thirty points. He has uh, he gets a click of prob and a click of outwit, and he is a transporter. I also threw on Madam Web at twenty four points and the seventy five point Scarlet Witch. Madam Web is just. Free. I think this team just has tons of options. I also have the utility belt on Ghost Rider. That team does have tons of options. I think that. So Brother Voodoo, Ghost Rider, and Iron Fist from Fear itself, all with the Heroes for Hire. Enchantress, two Jinxes, thirty point Loki, Madam Witch, and Scarlet Witch, or yeah, Madam Web and this Scarlet. This guy Witch. over here. I think that team is bonkers. Now, we also had a challenge from Bob, who I think I'm the only person who built the team for because it just came up like the Did other it? day. Um, he said that he likes to play teams, and this is interesting, that are Amalgram uh, teams. <laughs> and he gave the example of a team that he played. I like this one. It's called, was it, uh, Thundercats. Which, every time I hear Thundercat, it doesn't remind me of the cartoon. It reminds me of the hilarious uh, American, American Dad, Dad episode <laughs> with Stand his wife Arabia. named Thundercat. <laughs> but, um, he played a Wildcats team with half Thunderbolts, half Wildcats, and named them Thundercats. So I built a team for you, Bob. Um, I did 400 points since that's uh, just kind of where I fell on this points. But it is half Alpha Flight and half characters that are dogs, and I'm calling it Alpha Dogs. <laughs> I have um, Guardian SV053, Puck. O25, which is a good piece. I talked Drew into playing that piece one time. I love that piece now. And the Weapon X Chase from the cap set that comes out of that, like, comes after so many turns he explodes out of the cage. Those are my Alpha Flights, each with the ATA. And then I have Cosmo, ridiculously good piece. Cosmo's ridiculous. Lockjaw FF001, one of the best pieces ever. And then the Crypto um, CD217. He's 100 points. I've never played him, but he's a you know, one of the most popular dogs in the comics universe. So I thought that was, you got three um, dogs and three alpha flights. So Honestly, there you go. The alpha dogs, dogs. The dogs are carrying the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Cosmo is pretty freaking good. Cosmo, and locked right, at least you can update you. the team when Invincible Iron Man comes out with some new alpha flight. So there's our, now if anybody else wants to give us some team ideas or you got any comments to add you or, um, you want to suggest some main topics for a future um, podcast, just post on the HC Realms. Um, find, search for Dial H for Hero Clicks and find one, find our most recent episode and post on us. Tell us whatever you want. Um, I would like to say, if we're while we're going for community things, I would like to see figures people really like to play that no one ever plays. Like that one figure you break out that people are like, wow, I can't believe someone's playing that. Because I, I like figures like that, and it'd be fun to discuss some figures. I've, got a, I've got a figure in mind for that. Oh, this um, Now, the next note is a very big announcement. We're going to be having a dial design contest every month. And the way I'm going to have it set up is... Actually, let's go over dial design real quick. If nobody's familiar... There's probably some people who are not familiar with dial design. What a dial design contest basically entails is... You submit your own custom dial for whatever the person asks for. So an example would be, give me a uh, member of the X-Force. Or I could say, make me a figure that represents 
puck. Yeah. Okay. I could give a challenge like that, and then everyone submits to me their own custom hero clicks um, using the dial generator, which I will link in the description, and give me a their own version of that, and then I rate them. Now, the way that we're going to do it is it's actually going to be three rounds, and the person who wins is going to be the person who gets the best scores cumulative from all three rounds. Now, I'm going to give out week one's challenge, and I will rate all the dials that are submitted for week one. And the challenge that I give out is going to be a person or a, a possible member that I know a lot about personally from comics. And then round two, Austin will go, and he will give you the challenge, and it will be somebody that he knows a lot about and feels like comfortable that he can give a good, accurate rating on your dials. And then Drew will do the last week doing the same thing. And then on week four, on that week's podcast, we will kind of really quickly go over everybody's submissions and talk about who we chose and why. Um, and the prize that I'm going to give out for these every month is six custom um, action markers. They're poker chip size. They're on actual poker chips, but they're custom poker chips. One side is going to have our logo on it, which if you haven't seen it yet, it looks very similar to Hawkeye. It's kind of like the top of Hawkeye's head with the old school H. It's pretty small. It says dial H. It looks really well. My uh, fiance is a graphic designer, so it's nice to have one of those on on hold, or you can just say, hey, whip me up this this idea I have. And the other side of the poker chip can be whatever comics logo that you want. I do not care. You can tell me any character, and I will make a poker chip stylish looking design on the other side. Um, if you want to see some examples of what these look like, you can go to my name, Scars of Zaz, S C A R S O F Z S A S Z. That's a Batman enemy reference. Um, you can go to my profile and go to my albums and my pictures and I have pictures of the first dozen that I've that I've made and I plan on doing another dozen just to get an idea of what they look like so whoever we choose to for the dial design contest cumulative for the month will get six custom poker chips mailed to them of whatever they want on the logo uh, now my first as far as far as the scoring of how we're gonna score your dials when you submit them to us there is a separate thread in the HC Realms forums under the creative cor- corner, and it is called Dial H for Hero Clicks Dial Design Contest Month 1. And I will link this in the uh, thread where we're going to post this podcast on HC Realms as well. And I will uh, post it on Reddit and everywhere else that we post this. If you want to go here, I you will find all the instructions and all this reiterated to you. And you will find your assignment for a month or for week number one. My assignment for week number one is going to be build me a Miles Morales version of Ultimate Spider-Man. So I want Miles. We just saw him in the um, Amazing Spider-Man set, and I felt while it's a somewhat efficient piece because he does he does great for his points. Yeah. He is definitely not. They it's definitely could have done much be. more for Miles Morales than they did. Now, the way we're going to score these is 50% comic accuracy and 50% originality or creativity, basically. The only... We are going to take point efficiency into 
thought, but only if you royally screw it up. What that means is if your piece is way, way, way too good for its points, like the Justice League team base, or your piece is just absolutely god-awful, I will never, ever play this for its points like freaking Infinity Challenge Vulture. 350-point miles. It has to be. Yeah, I don't want a 400-point Miles Morales. Okay. Are you sure? Cosmic Miles Morales might be pretty good. I'm sure it would be. (laughs) But, you know, that's only going to hurt you if you royally screwed up. Other than that, it's not going to affect your score. If you really, really screw up the point efficiency, and I look at it and I feel like you really messed it up, then I will dock you 10%. Other than that, you're just going to be rated on accuracy and creativity. Um, So, like I said, you can find those links in the thread for this podcast. Now, next, we will move on really quickly to comics. You guys reading? What are you guys reading right now? I I was uh, same stuff from last week, but I haven't really had much time to read this week. Been busy. Austin has read nothing. Drew. Well, I have also read nothing. Just kidding. I, I read some of the earlier Justice League Dark stuff. It's pretty good. I mean, it's. I loved it at first. Yeah. Madame Xanadu, like, first getting introduced... Well, she's an old character, but they never really showed much of her. I love the team, the original... Yes. The original I Justice League like Dark team. Justice League Dark kind of, like... I don't want to say it fell off a cliff, but, like, it was really, really good, and then, like... The Enchantress arc's awesome. The Enchantress arc They started awesome. tying in other characters, which I was fine with. I really like Frank on the team. Frankenstein's Frank awesome. Frank is awesome character. Like, I, you come up to me and say Frankenstein's a bad character, we'll get into a fight. Well, I don't know if he's a good, like, literate, like... He's well, amazing. Written I love character. His he's just entertaining for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I, I want a hero clicks up eventually because he does have a cool person. I did like them being intertwined in the Animal Man and Swamp Thing yeah. event. Yes, and then playing a big role in that. But, but yeah, I, I agree feel like with the you. The quality's kind of like the quality it, it's has, too jumpy. I feel like is my problem. With yeah, it. it doesn't have a yeah. You're right. It doesn't have a focused coherent coherent vision. arc right now. Yeah, it needs to just go back to classic. Just six issue. This is a cool storyline. We're going to really dive into this. Uh, it needs something like that. Right now they're doing the whole thing with Flash and the house that John Constantine has and all that stuff. It's not horrible, but oh, you're right. It's, it's definitely falling in quality. Speaking of John Constantine, I mean, as a pretty big Hellblazer fan, New 52 John Constantine is not the same. I was going to let you finish that statement because if you liked it, I wasn't going to burst your bubble, but... I don't think it's bad. It's not bad. But I don't like it that much either. As somebody who's new to Constantine and never read Hellblazer, which here comes the pitchforks and torches from you guys. But no, that's fine. No, it wasn't a super popular book. Hellblazer is not an amazingly popular right, book. Exactly. I like John Constantine as a character a lot. I'm loving him in JL Dark. Um, I'm liking his comic. Like, I'm not like, I have to read the next Constantine. But it's pretty high on my priority list. I haven't dropped it, I'd uh, say that. Uh, I, I, after, after, after number four... I'm, I'm going to give it two or three more weeks, you know, yeah, before I, I make a final... I, I like the characters introduces, though. Like, I do like the Sargon the Sorcerer and all that stuff. Yeah, um, but see, that's not the Sargon we're used to, Yeah, either. Sargon's... That's the, I don't it's like that. New 52 Sargon. So, new 52 Sargon is not Sargon. <laughs> we'll just put it that way, and Mystery is... Speaking of clicks that need to be redone, let's get a new Sargon. Um, let's just get all the Constantines. What, el- what else have you been reading? Um, what else have I been reading? I started Age of Apocalypse finally. The old Age of Apocalypse the or old, the new not and the crappy? New one, not Age the new one. Okay. Old of, 
Just checking. Old Age of Apocalypse. I got a trade. I bought a trade of it. I remember you having that giant trade reading it in my backseat that one day. Or Aaron's backseat. I was reading the prelude and I actually just started. Oh, okay. Because you get into the prelude and it's Legion Quest and Legion Quest is pretty damn good. Oh, I have something. Those hairstyles, man. Those hairstyles. (laughs) Justice League 22. Yeah. You guys all read it yet? Yep. The one that starts Trinity War? Yes. Did you just read it? Oh, my God. You just read it. Okay. I we didn't talk about it. It was so let's, good. Let's talk about this real fast. Spoilers, if you, you have not read Justice League 22. Or Pandora number one. If you haven't, you should go read I'm it. I'm going to curse right time. now. What the fuck, Superman? <laughs> what did oh. Dr. Light ever do to you? <laughs> you know, it's really... I was going to talk about that at some point. I don't like how they're casting Doctor Light right now. He's always been a butthole. He's an ass. <laughs> they're like, if you read Doc, if you read New Teen Titans and you read Doctor Light, he's always a bad guy. He's always this whacked out old man who's trying to kill everybody. And now they're trying to make him like like you. They're trying to make you like him. Well, they did a good job because Superman just melted his fucking. Face. See, I read him in Teen Titans for so long that I cannot but think of him like that. I like him in JLA, but that's because I don't, once again, I don't, I don't like have that I old... hate it. I cannot Well, he isn't going to be in JLA now, anymore, well, so... yeah. But the one thing people brought up, and I, I've been reading this on the internet, people are kind of complaining about how it seems uncharacteristic for Superman to do that, but you guys have to remember, not 15 minutes before that, what Superman did Pandora had opened Pandora's do? box. And that made him all crazy evil. Looking. Right. He was basically DUI. He was, he was under the influence of... It was, yeah. uh, it's not like no. he just randomly went out and blasted somebody's face. The person at the MUI end. melting under. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think... I've been thinking about that guy a lot. And uh, at I first, of course, your first initial thought is Joker. And then you're like, wait, this isn't Joker. That's Because he Joker. looks... Because he's his guard. His guard. I, I'm talking about back when they very first... Yeah, started. yeah, yeah. At first, I almost thought it was the question. Because he's wearing the I did too. fedora and the but tie. It's and but then, not. it's definitely not. Speaking the of the question, I'm on this roller coaster I'm wondering if it's guy. not just a new character. That's what I'm thinking. Um, a lot of people thought it was because the card says the outsider. They're trying to link him with the outsider from the whole... I think it was Flashpoint event. Yeah. Oh, but it, well, the Flashpoint did cause it did New have 52. Pandora. It had Pandora in it, too. It caused New 52, and Pandora, they're trying to make, like, a big part of the reason New 52 existed, so I wouldn't doubt if it was yeah. the same person. And it's, um, I, I love, the thing I did love about JL-22 was I spent all that time looking for little clues in the background. I read back through that issue probably twice, looking at the cards, trying to see if I could spot a hint of what was coming. Jail 22 as an issue is probably one of the best things DC's done in a while. Here, well, I'm going to put one thing I'm going to put one thing above it, and you guys know it's just cuz I'm gay for John Jeff Johns. The his last issue on Green Lantern was it 20? I cried. Oh my gosh, the Sinestro and all that craziness. Oh. That, that was an epic end of it. Jeff Johns, why are you so good? He's not good at writing Wonder Woman, by the way. He doesn't write Wonder Woman. I know. Are you talking about modern Wonder Woman right now? Yeah. Modern you don't like Wonder, Wonder Woman? No, I don't mean the actual... I mean in Justice League, Jeff Johns oh. can't write Wonder Woman. I thought you meant the... No, you like the, say, I love the That's like one of my top three no, books right now. no. Okay. I got you. I got you. We saying, were about to just start strangling you, man. I was like, you don't like Wonder Woman? That's my favorite DC I do book like right Wonder now. Woman. I'm just saying Jeff Johns isn't writing here that well in the new Justice League. Well, he's got more important people to worry about right now. Like Shazam. Like Sha- freaking Zam. When like, are they going to give Shazam uh, his own book? I think Do it now! The, after really, this, after Trinity of War, or Trinity of Sin, there has to be. JL-22, uh, they already said Trinity War is going to play into what the next wave is. 
JL-22 drops a lot of hints about Black Adam and Shazam being involved already. And they're going to be a really, really big deal in the Trinity. The whole part with Madame Xanadu reading her tarot cards yeah. and all the characters yeah. and everything. I sit and look through every single I one told you, at the I, end. Read I was like, God, I love this so much. The it attention to so detail good. in JL22 is my favorite part. That is a great issue. Like I said, just the best thing they've released in a while. All right. One thing I do want to talk about, too, because just out of pure interest to see if other people are feeling the same way I'm feeling. How are you liking Superior Spider-Man since the whole... I, my hope with Superior Spider-Man is that they don't bring Parker back... Or they bring Parker back as a side character to... Uh, I would very be much be I doubt they will. if they did that. But I like... I really like Aukus Spidey and I don't want that to end. Like, I think he's an interesting character. I haven't read, like, the last week's issue yet. I haven't got caught up with it. But I'm absolutely loving it. That's one of my favorite books every week I do look forward to for Marvel is Superior Spider-Man. Octavius as Spider-Man is just... It's so weird, but so good. So good. My, Of course, now I know I can't be the only person who felt the same way when they first announced it. I'm like... I thought oh, this weird. is a cool idea. It's weird. They it's are not. End in a week. They are gonna not gonna let. It's gonna Peter, get canceled. It, this is a, a super a Spider Man who isn't Peter is not gonna last a month. Spider Man. Everyone but, just loves Peter Parker. But, we've all just been surprised that they haven't. They have not written. canceled it yet, and it's well written, and the art is good, and it feels. It is a good. It job. is a Spidey. It comic. accomplishes its goal. It feels Spideyish, but it feels different, and it has interesting ideas that Doc Ock add to the Spider-Man equation yeah. that would not be and there. I really like the way it feels like Doc Ock is trying to do good through his badness. Right. Like the way he goes about it is just uh, so. It, it's a great read, and I like the insight into the way. When Doc this Ock does feels. eventually come to an end, I just don't want them to get rid of Otto. Because I, I mean, well, it's not gonna come. Yeah, they're gonna put him back in his body somehow or something. They're not gonna get well, rid of him. There's been talk of stuff with Peter Parker clones lately in other books. That you know, Spider-Man with think, clone involvement? I think you're crazy. That leads me to think they might bring Parker back and Doc Ock might stay somehow. But I don't know. So anybody remotely interested in Spider-Man, go. Go read Superior Spider-Man. It, if, it's if not it the best Spider-Man ever, but it is it definitely worth reading. Super, give it a chance. What's that one comic? Superior Villains of Spider-Man? Did you read it yet? No, I haven't. Okay, too. I talked about it last week. I liked it. So go check that out, too. Oh, Superior Carnage started this week. Yeah, but I haven't had time to read that. Um, basically, the books that come out on Wednesday, I don't get to them until like the next week it's at work. It's Superior Spider Month, actually. So that's yeah, what they're doing there's going to be a lot of Spider-Man stuff coming up. Um, what? I don't think any new series launched uh, this, this week. week. Uh, one or two did. It was Superior like Carnage. small ones though. Yeah, Superior was... Carnage was the one I was thinking of. The the one that started. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I finished Invincible. Completely caught up. All the side issues read. Here we go. My God. So what you're saying is I need to read it. You should have read it yesterday. <laughs> okay, it has... I mean, it took me a month to read it. And I just couldn't stand... Like, I couldn't wait to read the next issue. It's that good. And Kirkman does what I like the best about Johns. He stays on point, on topic, and it's everything that's in those... 
just looks enough. like there's so much detail in each character, but it's still on track. It doesn't spin the whole issue. Now, Walking Dead, he kind of does do this. He slow plays things. He'll go yeah. off on a tangent and talk about something for three but issues. But ties right back in. Yeah, later. but no progress is made in Walking Dead. I feel like there's lulls in what, just like the show. Yeah. There's lulls in Walking, walking Dead in circles where nothing while. happens. That's kind of Invincible is, it's like, you have that slight step off to the side to give you more info, but it's like always on track. It's always focused. But that's also what I kind of like about Walking Dead, and that's why I read it in the trade paperback form. Because when you read it in individual issues, I ran into that problem. Yeah. But when I started paying attention to just the TPBs, the lulls aren't near as bad. My the favorite books. Months. My favorite books I read in trade, if you've noticed. Yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man and Walking Dead, I read in trades. And Wonder Woman and Green Lantern as well. I, I've learned it's a lot easier to forgive transgressions and stuff like that with lulls in the story and stuff when you're reading a ton in a row. Because it, it just gets paved over by the good stuff. Um, uh, I'd recommend if there's a book like you really sit a lot of time with that you try it in trade paperback form and see if that suits you better. Yeah, try to read it all at the same time. Um, but it has jumped into the top ten for me. It's jumped above Walking Dead. For sure, well, in my top five. I'm not books a huge Walking time. Dead fan. I mean, I, I read love the, the book. comics. The show's okay. I read, I read the book. I've only read the first. Uh, there's a big trade paperback out there. I'm, I'm gonna be heretical here and say that Walking Dead has started to bore me. The show, the book. Well, the show well, is. I think the book's really good right now. But I mean, like, it's. I'm waiting for some. I hate to say I'm waiting for something big because it's Walking Dead and every other issue. Did you read the last one? No, I haven't read the last one. Well, then that's why you feel like there's nothing going on. I feel like it was kind of dead <laughs> in Alexandria for a bit. It kind of set things up for what just happened. Um, yeah, like we said, Walking Dead does have its lulls, and but it does say, set things up for big things to happen. Um, so if you have not read Invincible or Walking Dead, go check both of those out. Um, personally, I would say download them on Pirate Bay or something like that, and then if you really like them, please go and actually buy them in a physical form, even if it's just on eBay. Like, support. What I do is, you know, I don't have enough money. Nobody has enough money Definitely. to buy every book they want to read. So the books that I buy on my weekly pull list, like five or six a week, or the ones that I buy in trades, are my favorites. And I found all of those, or not all of them, but most of them through reading, through illegally downloading. You know the other versions. Well, that's, that's and what I was say. so basically, it's the same as with games and music. Yeah. yeah, give it a try. But if you really enjoy these books, go and support. You know, yeah, you may only have money to buy three comics a week, but you know, download the ones that you can't afford. And if you really, really enjoy something, then go and support it because that's how you're going to get more for one. And that's like um, Blackhawks. Like you, you didn't really like Blackhawks. I really enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't yeah. amazing. I went and grabbed the TPB off Amazon just because it's one I'd like to own because it was interesting. Yeah. Um, because I want to support the authors of it. I want to see. I want to show DC that there's some. Interest. I did the same thing with Resurrection Man and um, Mr. Terrific. Can I be heretical and say something that you're going to hate me for? I don't really like Animal Man that much so far. Yeah, I hate you for the first. Yeah, few this guy. So I, I don't really like this guy anymore. Yeah. Yeah, let's. I will say I can see people not liking it. Who, who, let's say if I wouldn't suggest Animal Man to somebody who doesn't read comics. Yeah, it's not a just jump in and go. You know what I mean? Like title. Have it's you, complex. It 
gets a little interwoven with some other books, especially Swamp Thing, which is excellent right now. You you should read Animal Man and Swamp Thing together. Okay. Have you read all of Animal Man? Have you gotten yeah, into the war? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, then you're missing... You'll get to the good stuff. Okay. And like I told you when I first told you to read it, read it with Swamp Thing and just read. take turns. Read Animal Man 1, Swamp Thing 1, Animal Man 2, oh, Swamp... That's Especially because there's, like, two huge events where they yep. literally go 1, 1, 1, 1, and you have to or you won't gotcha. keep up with it. Um, real quick, what games are you guys playing right now? Um, so Aaron got his Oculus Rift this week. Oh my gosh, I just used it. So Aaron ordered, he got the dev kit, which was like $300 or whatever. Um, it's a 720p version, it's not 1080 yet. But my god, like, I cannot express to you how this is literally going to revolutionize gaming. Like, the only thing I hate about it is that you have no awareness of everything around you while you're playing. So, like, Aaron and Eric and Jordan, of course, like to mess with us when we have it on and we have headphones on and all that. But, like, games that have 3D support are beautiful. I've made myself sick so many times now by just running and jumping off stuff and just spinning around in the air. It's, it's, I cannot express how awesome that thing is. Um, when they do the second generation hardware, I'm ordering myself one because it'll be 1080p. Um, I played Minecraft on it. Minecraft was amazing on it in full 3D. There's a lot of games these days, especially on PC, that support 3D um, out of the gate. So And Reckless Disregard for Gravity. It's a game that's on Steam. It's hit the sales a few times. It's a game you wouldn't normally look at because, oh, it's just a game where you're falling. With The Rift, it is an amazing experience because you're falling and you look around, you look over your shoulder, you see everything, you're looking at buildings as you're falling. It's just really fun, and it's, it's the next step for entertainment, I think. I enjoyed it a lot. <clears throat> um... I hadn't actually watched any videos or anything with it myself before I used it, and I, is that does that game come with it when you get it? Um, the way the, the game way I played, Antichamber. Antichamber. No. Antichamber is a game that's actually out on PC. You can play it without a Rift. Okay. Um, the way the way the Rift works is people have to actually get software or mods to make it work. A lot of game developers are starting to support it directly. That's what the development kit's supposed to be for. But Aaron used it as a buy it early. Right. Right. Um, the other game I've been playing is. I'm a Dynasty Warriors nerd. I know that um, that game is hit or miss. Either you love it or you hate it. Hunter hates it with a passion. I don't hate it, but I just don't get the appeal. It's so <laughs> god dang boring at uh, points. They, they released the 8th edition of it. Um, they doubled the number of movesets available in the game, added 10 new characters, and it, it's going to be another time sink. I like its aesthetics. Like It looks nice. The char- It has this big universe, and these characters that you see repeatedly, and you're always like, oh, this guy's got this weapon now, and this <laughs> looks really cool. But it just gets the gameplay. Just it's gets grindy. It's too grindy for me for what it is. It, it's one of the. It's a hit or miss. Like it's one of those games. People do love it. The yeah. people who love it love it. You're right. And about that's that. what I like. Dim, uh, Jim Sterling's Destructoid review of it. He goes, if you love Dynasty Warriors, this version is going to blow your mind. If you don't like Dynasty Warriors, this version's not going to win you. Let's over. be honest. If you love Dynasty Warriors, you don't care what this review says anyways, because they usually get <laughs> like 4 out of 10s, and people will still buy them, so it's not going to matter. And the thing I like about it it's is... like Madden. It's based on a historical era of China, and like all the characters are historical characters, so it's kind of fun to see each version, how they do their takes of a historical figure. Like, we always joke they need to do a Colonial Warriors with, like, freaking Revolutionary War era and crap like that, just so I you can, can see it. a giant beef George Washington stabbing people with eagles. <laughs> Axes in each hand. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> Today you die. 
I've been playing little TF2. I quit playing Dead Island Riptide like Drew predicted. <laughs> what did I tell you? Uh, what did I tell you? I played you? it for like 15 more minutes, and I was grinding out some levels, and I was like, do I really want to waste my time playing yeah. this game more? Yeah, so, you totally do. I dropped it. I played TF2. I played Natural Selection. I don't think I talked about that last yeah, week. I don't think I had it yet. You said you picked it up, but you hadn't started Aaron's been it. telling me I need to play it forever. I watched the gameplay video. I was like, this I feels lost like... I my brother for two weeks today. I was like, this looks like <laughs> Left 4 Dead 2, but with aliens. It's pretty good. Multi, you know, as far as the multiplayer. So I started playing it. I like it. But it is so goddamn hard to be good at. Yeah. It's, it's a game, and that's one thing I do like about it. I love games where the skill gap in multiplayer is really evident. Like the, you can tell that when you get good at the game, you're gonna wreck everything. If you have a good commander and even a third of your team are good players, you're gonna rape. Like you're gonna destroy instantly, destroy yeah. the other team. And honestly, I hate being a marine right now because I'm not very good at the game. And honestly, I just like <laughs> I told <laughs> I was joking with Aaron. I said I call it Rhino Simulator 2 because all I do is pick aliens. And I played as a little guy, and I get killed. I get killed a million times and kill maybe two people, and then I save up all my resources to be a rhino. And when I get that rhino, I literally killed like twenty people without dying. And I just like rake. I was like, this is so fun. I was. I used to watch Aaron play it all the time, and I would always laugh at those guys because like you'd be walking along as a marine, and it's a first person game, and Aaron would be walking along as a marine, and the door would open, and just like four rhinos are standing there, and they come charging. And you're covered, you fill up the whole hall. Like there's nowhere to go. And people ragdoll really like in that game right now. So, like, you have people flying against walls. It, it's a good game. I would recommend that one to anyone. It's on sale on Steam. It's been on sale, like, three times now on the yeah. summer sale for 75% off. So, if you guys play PC at all, and it's, give that it's game a chance. Indie developer. Yeah. It, it's an indie developer. It's a triple it's A AAA quality indie development. Type. You have to learn your maps is one big thing. You oh, yeah. have to know what your commander is telling you to do. Um, but, yeah, if, if you guys play on PC and you haven't played that game yet, go to YouTube and, like, watch a trailer for it. Or, yeah, it, actually, wow. the trailer for it on Steam shows quite a bit about the actual gameplay. That's one thing I like about there, the There's trailer. some good Let's Plays, too. So, yeah. <laughs> I've been playing that. I've been having a ball with it. Um, I'm going to get Street Fighter tonight on Steam. Yeah, you should. And I'm going to play it with you guys because you guys have finally been playing it again. I'm terrible, but I've been playing it, yeah. Um, I, I get too mad. Oh, one thing. I, I'm sure you guys heard it, too. They, um, they're putting a new Strider game out. Yeah, PC Gamer has been talking about Really, that. really, really, really happy about that. Um, personally, I never got to play Strider back in the day. Did you guys actually play the Strider yeah, game? Yeah, nope. Genesis game, yeah. I just know Strider from Marvel 2 and was very happy with him. And then he's in Marvel 3 and I'm very happy with him. And now he gets his own game that I actually get to play. So yeah. I'm pretty I'm I'm glad to see that. I'm kind of glad that Capcom's spinning off some characters that might not see games otherwise that were popular in Marvel. I'd like to see NBC. a new game with Jin in it. I know Shalir would love to see that. <laughs> um, there was something else. that Oh, the Wolverine movie. I've been hearing really good things about the Wolverine movie, and I'm was, surprised to hear that. I was not excited for this movie at I, all. I wasn't and either. Then, in, in fact, I was thinking about waiting until the dollar movies just to too. see it. And then this last week, all I've heard is people that have gotten previews and gotten to see stuff on it are really loving it. Like, even on um, even on hard, like, Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, like, it's getting good reviews from it's actual, really, like, it's hard reviews. Yeah. It, like, it's making me want to go see it. It's getting good reviews. People are saying it's the best Wolverine movie. And everybody is saying, oh, it's, it's it. way better than Origins. Personally, I liked Origins. I know it wasn't extremely comic accurate, and they really effed up Deadpool, 
But I was definitely entertained by the movie. Did you guys like it at all? I liked it towards the beginning more than I liked it towards the end. Like, the first half of the movie I loved way more. Yeah. And then it just kind of dove off a cliff. Guys, Ryan Reynolds was so good as Wade. They've got uh, that, to let him That be elevator Deadpool. scene was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And Agent Zero. I really liked Agent Zero in that movie, too. He's another character you don't see too often. Well, I'm going to... I don't know. We may not see it this weekend, but I'm definitely going to see that. Uh, before it come, goes out of the theaters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, signing off. Remember to check out the dial design contest. Okay. I'll uh, be putting... Apparently, I don't get to play a game. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> skipping Drew. Wow, man. What are you even playing? Whatever, I'm out of the room. Though. Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages. What is With that? The classic Oracle of Ages yeah. for Game Boy Color. So they just oh, re-released it. I never on. even heard of this. They you just play Ages or what? Oracle of Ages? No. They were a red and Did blue Did you play version. Link's Awakening? Yeah. Okay. Dude, do you want more Link's Awakening? Uh, I'm not a huge uh, Zelda fan, to be honest. Basically, oh. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's way overhyped. Basically, Ages and Seasons were a red and blue version okay. for Legend of Zelda. Was, oh, wait. I remember those. I, had one I didn't had play the them, but I remember They're coming amazing. out. They were really, really good. They just really came good. out for the Nintendo 3DS store. Okay. Yeah, so they were just released, and I played them. I put down money for an EVE Online subscription. Welcome to the club, oh, gosh. Andrew. I don't know how I feel about myself. I'll see you months from now. Yeah, I'll You'll be, have a beard. I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> I can't... Uh. you like, I've been working for three months. I've made like ten bucks. I As I said in a, in a thread the other day, EVE Online is the greatest deception known to mankind. It's so... They tricked us all into thinking Microsoft Office was a game. Yeah. <laughs> and that we enjoy playing it. Yeah. Um, oh, that's all I've been playing. Oh, Street Fighter, but eh, who cares about that? We are going to play some Street Fighter uh-huh. very soon. I'm downloading it as we speak. Um, so, remember, the dial design. Go to... I will have a link in the thread, and I will have a link for it on Reddit. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. We're going to try to get some guests in coming up over the next few weeks, some local players. Um, maybe if we start getting enough listeners, and we've been doing this for a while, maybe I can... can talk maybe a whiz kids guy into doing a, a phone interview if i can somehow figure out how to technically manage that i'm lucky that i get the Without podcast done as it is what's well, so, an internet so we're gonna get some guests on uh, hopefully next week or at least try to get like one guest a month yeah. to come in um some local judges or some just even just some local players uh, i want to thank austin and drew for Episode 2, I think it turned out pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And I'll see you guys next week. It was much more dialed back. That's